Hey, hello, welcome. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, new listeners, as we start to bring European uh, awareness into real the real four of the Tudor Chat fan base. Germany, France, welcome. Holland, um, growing. Yeah, this is amazing, mind-blowing, humbling. So that's awesome. Thank you very much. Also, the reaction to Saskia Schule's episode has just been so warm and lovely and, you know, as, as I'd hoped it would be because that is what she is. She's just radiating lovely, warm energy um, and everything she touches and, yeah, she's just got that, the good stuff, you know, the good stuff that makes you, you want to be better. Um, so really, really pleased with that. She's... She's, um, yeah, special, a special girl, and it's, we're lucky to have her in little old Lincoln. So that's been lovely, people sharing it and the messages we've had. It's been, it's been great. Today's sponsors are the mighty, powerful Go Deep Flotation. Speaking of feeling good, sharing positivity, get yourself in the tank for an hour, treat yourself. Life is crackers, it's crazy. We're in the phones, we're in the cars, we're in the office, we're on the site, you know, we're cracking on, we're doing stuff, doing stuff, doing stuff, you know, whatever it is, we are just having to get stuff done all the time. And, you know, you can find a minute to say, you know what, my body, my mind does deserve some blissful, you know, cut off from this. Search Go Deep, Go Deep Flotation in Google. Use the code word CHEW and get yourself 10% off of a 60-minute float where you slip into the universe on your own. 600 kilos of salt, of salt, Epsom salts to be exact, which secrete magnesium in water that's heated to skin temperature. So as you lay in it, you just melt into it and you float and all of your body's just alleviated from the grind of being upright on your feet science will tell you all of the things that it does for your body for recovery for inflammation and just fantastic fantastic things as well as psychologically for your mind for clearing clutter for housekeeping in the mind for positive thinking for creativity it's endless so do check it out I promise you, you will not regret it. Tell a friend, code word CHEW, 10% off, go deep flotation, do it. Also, our sponsors, lincolncryolab.co.uk. Same mindset, same philosophy, same outcome, different modem. Three minutes in minus 145 degree temperature will shoot your body into your vital organs Your blood will think that someone's turned the lights out and this is it and it's over. And in doing so, it triggers all of the primal responses that just rejuvenate your blood. And when you get back out, your blood will pump back around your body um, like having, you know, God's oil change. And again, get the Google out. If we are going to use these phones, let's use them for something useful now and again. And just Google, what you know, cryotherapy, benefits... Um, cross-reference that with the do's and the don'ts with it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's being used by athletes and, and, and sporting powerhouses all around the globe and has been for a long time because the science has been used for the recovery element of things, uh, injury recovery. Um, it's just, 
it's a, much like the floating. It's it's just doing all of the things that nature requires to 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 recover our physical bodies. But the wonderful thing that we found is is the alleviation of stress in the mind as well. You know, finding space in the mind, headspace, cryotherapy, just like flotation therapy. You're achieving this kind of well-being, a long-term well-being as well, because if you can slot these things in to your schedule once a month, and yeah, we've just said the schedule is pretty bonkers. You know, we've all got we've all got the jobs, we've all got kids at the childminders, and we've got this event and that event, and we've got to be here and got to be there, and everything is go 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 go. And it is always easy to say, oh, you know, I will do, I'll get to it, I'll I'm busy, I'll slot it in, you know, and then our version of kind of relaxing is maybe flicking the telly on and having the news telling us whatever with our feet up you know and you got to do a little bit more than that if you can if you're in a position where you know you've got a bit of a bit of um a bit of time that you can drag out from somewhere get yourself across to cryotherapy at lincoln cryo lab and do three minutes that's all it is three minutes take you longer to park and you will come out of that thing like like you've never felt literally like you've never felt because you can never have been in that situation and have those conditions and dynamics so yeah if you're interested in living well and living long give it a whirl and then uh, share it with people you care about if you know somebody who's struggling physically you know or mentally you know depression anxiety all of the the, the social media data input that's just blowing us all around the place you know this is great for that you will find if you google it all of these are the, some of the, the top benefits of doing things like cryotherapy and float therapy so if you use the code word chew you'll get 10 percent off at lincolncryolab.co.uk get in touch with those guys and book your cryo okay today's episode is this is a left field from the the usual podcast where as you know by now if you if you if you've only just joined us um chew the chat podcast is essentially my fascination with childhood and growing up and dynamics and how the trajectory is so often set when we have no ability to control it or dictate it in any way you know it's only when we kind of evolve into you know grown-ups that we have any kind of hindsight to realize oh shit yeah that that affected me that dynamic that i had no control over that that set me up on this path rightly or wrongly you know um so that's kind of the, the backbone of chew the chat podcast i love just speaking to interesting people people that aren't necessarily with high profile you know so many podcasts and uk is really catching on now with podcasts a lot of it is kind of celebrities and comedians and actors and things like that sort of doing one another's podcasts and they're great but i think some of the best podcasts i've ever been inspired by are often with people that i've never heard of who are just living ordinary lives they may have done extraordinary things however small or significant or insignificant they may be but everybody else is interesting to you because they're not you because you're trapped in your skin thinking that everybody else is having it better doing it better feeling it better finding it better whatever but they're not they're just the same as you we're all trapped behind our eyes so i think we try and give a platform to to the to the people that we can relate to because they are us and we are them so that's chew the chat in a nutshell um as a kind of a um a slipstream to the podcast i wanted to to incorporate 
I'm one of uh, four brothers. Three, I have three brothers. There's four of us in total. So this podcast is the first episode of what, what, what we're naming Four Brothers, which is essentially us catching up, truth be told. Like, as I've banged on in all of these uh, introductions, you know, life's fast, life's busy, and trying to find time to get together and actually get into some real talk and not just, you know, yeah, busy, yeah, how you got, yeah, work good, yeah, oh, brilliant, yeah, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'll have, I'll have the, uh, I'll have the chicken, the chicken dinner, please, mate, yeah, and a pint, yeah, yeah, lovely, yeah, oh, yeah, really good, yeah, kids are good, you know, kind of that superficial on the surface thing because we've got an hour and we're having a quick meal or whatever it may be, I wanted to use this podcast as a bit of an excuse to, to get together um, and use our dynamic as brothers to discuss how we're getting on trying to, function and trying to find our way through life and in doing so i'm sure we'll shed light on our childhood um you know four of us combined you know from the same nest but with very different stories very different personalities very different outlooks views perspectives so and there'll be a lot of fun these are going to be messy and noisy and this one in particular we drank a lot of brandy we used a lot of uh, cbd strong strong cbd uh and it gets as you would imagine, I mean, obviously credit to the boys, they've never done a podcast, so we were a little bit, um, the, you know, the mic, the mic um, sensitivity is a bit all over the place, and there's moments when we start to get a little bit animated and colourful as the brandy and what have you kicks in, as you will tell, but I've, I think we just about held it together, and we'll only get better from doing it in, in a professional sense, in terms of mic control and audio distribution, and just letting someone finish a fucking story, uh, and not flying in, and, and so on and so forth, but really enjoyed it, it was really cathartic, it was a wonderful, lovely experience, um, there's something happens when you do these podcasts, there's something magical when you get the headphones on, and you're kind of locked in. Uh, it's a special thing. It's really nice. And we had a real giggle. Uh, and we will do this, you know, there'll probably be a few of these a year, just to break break up the, the main podcast now and again. And we'll chat humour and art and culture and films and podcasts and all the things that are happening. Um, Tyson Fury had just fought um, when we did this podcast. So there's lots of talk in there. And we cover... Uh, the Joker movie. So there is spoiler alert here, right? Big spoiler alert. We'd lost our way completely with the brandy. By the time we start talking about movies, I didn't even think about it. It's too late. So I'm giving you it now. This is the spoiler alert. If you haven't seen The Joker and any other film we talk about, there is spoilers. So just be warned. Massive spoilers. In fact, you would not even bother watching it after after you've heard this. But you should, and I'm sure you will. <laughs> but we do not hold back so yeah bear with that i think i make a, a fantastic balls up of a director i confuse a director with the dj somewhere towards the end um it's 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 fantastic i mean oh God, i'll not give it away now i'll let you work that out but it's it's beautiful it's a it's a moment of gold check that out but yeah this is messy so you are being warned this is four brothers drinking uh, vaping the CBD, catching up and just, yeah, back slapping and having fun. So I hope you enjoy it. Stick with us. If you do enjoy it, share it to a friend, like, subscribe, jump on the socials. You can follow us. This is episode number six of the Tudor Chat podcast for brothers.
sound so distant. No, no, not now. No, now no, no. we're in the in the real we world. Oh, baby, this is how it should be. I can't right. wait. Well, I'll give a quick insight then. This, this is to, not to confuse people off the bat, but um, you've already had the intro for the podcast, and this is the start of the podcast. Although it's a re-record because we had the audio on and it wasn't, it was clipping and it was not good audio. We couldn't use it. So at the end of this Distant. podcast, we realised we could just drop in. But then we we kind of missed a little bit of you getting acquainted with these guys' voices. So now we're a few brandies and a few CBD CBDs. CBD, yeah, and all of them, all of them get down here and die. Yeah, so it's a lot. It's essentially we're just re 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 amending the start, which was on my right is George, George, the the youngest sibling, the youngest of five. Sat here with my three older brothers for what has been a, a nice and lovely experience. Well, recognise that voice. That is the G Ride. Oh, well, that is George. <laughs> G Force. The G Force. The G Ride. The Jumblist. George. Uh, across from George is Joseph. I'm Joseph. I will be the second youngest. That's right. I'm also the baldest. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something that I'm still struggling with to this day, but I pretend that it doesn't bother me. <laughs> but it's all good, it's all love. It's all so, good. Joseph, make yourself acquainted with that voice. And across from me, we have Harry. That's me. Still here, still riding. Second in command. <laughs> there we go. Well, we've, 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 we've recorded this bit at the end of the podcast because, like I said, the first section was audio not, not usable. So check in with this podcast and uh, let's see how it goes because. It gets rather... Hello, son. Um, it's nearly time for pizza. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that'll make sense when you listen to the bit before. Come will be the same, but I think the way it unfolds would be a bit different. I think Deontay Wilde will come out of a bit more of a fight. Yeah, he's got the know-how But now. I just think he knows what would happen. Too good for him. He's a freak. And then he's freakishly good. <laughs> but awesome. he, you're right. If he did come out this second, uh, third time, sorry, third time, yeah. it would have to be like a car park scrap. Yeah, it? yeah. It would be like a couple yeah, of novices. He knows full well. He's got to go in there. In front of all hundred mile an hour. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be messy. What do you think, Tyson? The way Tyson Fury handled it all and stuff, and how he's his kind of PR well, it says a lot for belief, doesn't it? You know, you look around, you look at a similar story to the Conor McGregor thing, in it, regardless of. You know, it's belief in it, and he's always believed. Like I read mm. his book on the plane to Thailand, it took me six hours, mm-hmm. and then it's that's what it is. That's what he's about. He's all about belief. He doesn't. He's not. He's a fighting man. He's a fighting man for three hundred dollars. Not about anybody else, no, is he? He's not in it for celebrity or for you know. He's in it to prove to himself that he's the fucking best in the world, and mm. he's doing it, isn't he? I've, I've, go on, Joe. There was a time, though, when Tyson Fury was hated, yeah. and no one took him seriously. No, and, and, he's, and he hasn't changed. Clock. I mean, he's just been a bit more open about his personal things, hasn't he? And that's mm. what's got people on, but mm. that's, people are picking up stories from five years ago, six years ago, and highlighting, you know, how what? that... And he's just overlooked, wasn't he? Because he's a parky. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's why. And he says it himself. He's, and got, he the, uh, yeah, yeah. he's got the ITV programme teed him with the Deontay Wilder thing at the Which moment. Which have you ITV. been watching? Mm. Have you watched it? Any of his? Yeah, yeah, I've watched it, yeah. And what have you thought to that? Because I... It was good, but you think that, that was from the beginning of his comeback, that was. That was from before the Deontay Wilder fight, wasn't it? And 
No, it's good. I've just, I like, I love him, I do. I think he's great. I'll tell you what was a little surprising I found in the first couple of episodes of that, though, is he still seems, which obviously he does, obviously, you know, the... He's talking about his mental, the mental health thing. Yeah, and even, and even watching the series, there's still elements of day to day. Yeah, which is admirable. And obviously, I think that's but... something I've taken from it is that it doesn't matter. Like, like when Chester Bennington committed suicide, and I was thinking, fucking hell, dude's got everything. You know what I mean? He's obviously lived his dream, done all that, and if he, if he, even if you get to that point and it's still not enough, you know what chances the normal man got. Do you know what I mean? And then, but the way that Tyson Fury put it across, it just makes you realise it. Don't, it's not about none of that. It's, it, none of that matters. It's it's an ongoing battle, and you've for everybody got, yeah, yeah, on an equal everybody. playing yeah, field, yeah. Yeah. and you just a got to keep battle. going. And circumstances contribute, don't they? And experiences and that, and it's harder for some than it is for others. But... Isn't it? Isn't it strange though how so many of us civvies, let's say, normal people, kind of the way culture drives us towards looking at people in the spotlight, people in the limelight, people that we spend our free time watching. You know, you get back from your mundane job, you kick back on the sofa, you stick on the YouTube, you, you catch up on all the whatever it is. You might be, like, we're talking about Tyson Fury, you watch his videos, and you think, fucking hell, just, if I, if I just got a fucking bone thrown to me, you know, if I just managed to get, you know, but it's not, it's no different, like, it is no different. If even, as your there's point, an element, Harry, there's an element of, of destiny and fate in the Tyson Fury story, though, isn't it? I mean, he's called Tyson, isn't he? He's Belief. named, you know, yeah. his, his dad said, didn't he? Prematurely He's going to be the heavyweight champion of the world. It's his life story before he was even born. Yeah, it's right. written. It's a, it's a, well, I think that's a big thing of why he's become so popular, because it's that, it's that hope, isn't it? That, you know, yeah. that it is, even if it hadn't happened for me, it's still happening yeah. to someone, do you know what I mean? That dreams come true. And obviously there's a lot of work involved, and I think that's what he shows quite well because he's a fat bastard isn't he <laughs> he's a big lad yeah. he's a fat yeah, he's bastard yeah. he's got to the, cut down the, the stereotype you know how, do, how does a man that big move as he moves belief I think it's, it all comes down to belief there's been a few situations in my life where where somebody's outright belief has has beaten all the odds mm. like Tony mm -hmm. in yeah. you know there's uh, examples isn't there there's, there's a lot of people where where the belief is is enough, and that belief is often a driving force for the motivation to actually do the grinding, the hard work, the pushing through things, the difficult yeah. bit. Yeah, you know what I mean, like the bit that that you know. You mentioned that people are going back now to early clips of stuff where he's saying, "I will do this, and then I will do that, and then I'll do this." I remember a time where, when I was using social media much more, and you would get into the whole back and forth with people on whatever it was you know and you'd be on a feed and you know fucking <laughs> I just write stuff out now. I write it out exactly what I want to say and I put them in the, and then I just delete it yeah, yeah that's, that's one of the stages that's one of the stages <laughs> of the social exit I was uh, yeah but I remember at a time I can remember saying I remember not not defending Tyson Fury but uh, but sort of making my point which was at the time it was when AJ had come out on the scene and he was starting to go through people you know off the back of the Olympics and stuff and he was doing his interviews, and he's obviously Sky Media darling, you know, the media trained, and they build a, a, a profile, and they sell you the profile, and it's all about marketing and selling, maximising his appeal. Where Tyson Fury finishes his fight, you know, sings half a song, and then says something crazy. <laughs> and the point I was trying to make was, when people were knocking Tyson Fury, was that 
what you get in Retires and Fury, whether you like it or not, is truth. Yeah, realness. Truth. And you don't have to agree with what he's thing. saying, but he isn't just reeling off to you something off of a, off of a script that is rehearsed from his media training because we don't go there because that's going to push that down. It's exactly away. the same thing with Liam Gallagher. And I right. think that's where his popularity in the new generation sort of comes from as well, is that, that just realness. Mm -hmm. Defying, yeah, the, 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 defying what the, you see is what yeah. you get, and not yeah. not going with the mainstream. Please, trying to, trying yeah. to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's what people, and I think the people's admiration in that is partly due to the lack of that in themselves, in a way, of having that fucking drive. Yeah, totally. And what it's mean? it's like a double-edged sword because by the voyeurism of social media where we're looking into it and then we can quickly write out our little couple of sentences of yeah, or we put a filter on it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and then go back to you, <laughs> it works. you know. It's it's a strange thing. But I tell you the other thing I found interesting and you mentioned him earlier is John Fury, his dad. <laughs> so I know a little bit about the Furies. You know, because obviously Tommy's come through as a boxer and you know, the six yeah, he's got boxer. six sons which is Who's the young brother who's on Love Island at the moment? That, that was, was that was that was no, Tommy Fury. Yeah, yeah, that was, that, that's uh, his younger brother. But he's doing well boxing. But what what I noticed about John, I mean, if you were to take like most people, I guess the majority of people, maybe not listening to this because the people listening to this are seeking out you know alternative means of information or entertainment, but a majority of people who are picking up tabloid papers or watching the news, watching you know televised you know, traditional television. You know, the narrative of John Fury is that he's a travelling, a traveller who's, a, you know, been to jail and he's this and that and the other. I don't know if you know man. the story about him going to jail, yeah. but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when, when you get down into these kind of IFL London... He got in a scrap, didn't he? Well, apparently he gouged somebody's eye out, didn't he? <laughs> well, with the travellers, obviously all the families... <laughs> this teacups no more. Yeah, all the, all the families obviously have their whole back and forth and status and hierarchy and everything. Um... And he got into it with 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 a, a couple of them, and it was you know classic case of you or me, me or you, fisty cuffs, shake hands after. Except he, you know, he tried to take matey boy's eyes out with his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> but as he says, since you know he would have done it to me and all the rest of it, he says, but I paid my dues and I put it behind me yeah. and, and so on and so forth. But the point I'm getting <laughs> but to that's is that's a primal part of life. And yeah, yeah. But, into, but the beautiful know, thing is, is he's not hiding from it. He's not. He hasn't had some no. PR bloke come in and just dress up a story and make out that whatever. No, it's real. But the more you watch all of the stuff with 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 Tyson Fury as as the as the. Uh, as the mainstream accept him I find it interesting because the stuff I'm watching is all of the YouTube kind of small independent kind of boxing fanzines and things big up IFL IFL big up <laughs> yeah big up Coogan, Coogan Cassius and you know it's you get a real insight he's sat in his caravan or in his his front room on his sofa and he's talking about being a parent you got, you got him for 50 minutes yeah no nonsense no adverts no sell this sell that or you know make sure that this demographic that's watching at this time gets the correct you know it's just chat it's a message you're trying to convey and as, yeah and as he's discussing Tyson's belief on who Tyson is and why he thinks what he is what he's also doing is shedding light on his, his ethical and moral values and codes and once you put aside what we have all got in, in our culture this kind of framework in, his, in the book Tassie talks about in his book and how his dad sort of broke tradition in the way of buying an house mm. and moving him into an house because he wanted his kids to have like a, 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 sta mean, a stable, stable. although sticking with traditional gypsy traditions and you know heritage and remember all that he, he, he was able to see the positives 
from both sides of the fence and yeah. he wanted it and Tyson's trying to do it as well isn't he? he wants kids to go to school doesn't he mm. you know so it's that says a lot about him he's not not just being stuck in your ways isn't it it's, that's what I get from him when I watch these these long form just straight just like this just straight it's like a podcast what Coogan Cassius does is it's like yeah, a podcast he's yeah. just the other side of the camera fires some questions in and you just get straight talk and I, I found consistently with John you know a lot of his principles and a lot of his let me uh, tell you one thing. Yeah, and I tell you this: his his morals, his like his the building blocks that he's used, are fucking good morals. Yeah, honesty, truth, Integrity. hard work. Yeah, honor. Yeah, community, together, team, family. Yeah, you know, like trumps all of it. You know, I, I really find and that a lot right. of that's missing from modern. But isn't it a double-edged right. sword? How like Tyson Fury will become a media darling now because you know everybody's over the moon that we've got two British heavyweight champs and he's come come through it all. But what 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 I hope can come from it is because he does get that mainstream kind of AJ universal kind of appeal Glo- now. Global. That that comes across. That we all start to go, actually, I used to think this about that kind of person. Mm. And actually, this guy has defied it. And actually, maybe it's not just because he's this. It's just maybe he's shed a light on something that I had a prior well, Everyone's got a story, haven't they? Opinion. We're all human beings. Mm. It's easy to judge, isn't it? It's easy to look at somebody and think, oh, fucking hell. It's part of survival, I mean, isn't I've, it? I've had a few <clears throat> episodes in my life where that's happened and mm-hmm. it's been wrong. Mm-hmm. But then it's been right as well. It's tough, it's tough isn't it? Well, there's your gut instinct, which yeah. is true. We're looking back, <laughs> looking back at it, yeah. But it is a difficult thing because that judgment thing you talk of is like you don't want to judge people, but it's almost like a survival tactic just to measure where you are to yeah, make sure you're all right. It's calibration, isn't it? Yeah. It's calibration. You've got to have an element of it, but it's being able to to control it, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And and it's like a survival instinct, isn't it? You know, you right, right. Well, that's possibly going to happen over there or these people like mm. so but it's being able to step aside and say right well now I've realised this or whatever do you know what I mean but I think most people are just locked into certain mm. I see it a lot on the with the Jeremy Corbyn thing I don't want to go too much into politics and that but you just see how people yeah. latch on to a popular opinion an mm. idea and they run with it and, it, and a lot of the time it, it comes from like a moral Idea, ideology or something but people latch onto it without really thinking about it. about it yeah they don't they don't look into it but they think that this is what yeah well people, this is what everybody else yeah. is thinking so, so it must hold some weight you know and if you're going to go against that then you you have to be prepared to have a bit of backlash from people people fans family friends and then I think people just think ah I can't really be asked for that well it's the whole our whole culture but is designed Differently now, isn't Changes. it? Changes. Yeah, we're going through a transition at the minute from the old guard to the new via the way we consume our information. Because that, essentially, that's what we are. We, we're making the, we're forming these opinions and these judgments and these ideals based on the information you've got. And once upon a time, for the generation before us, I mean, we're four brothers who range across thirteen years. You know, I was born at the beginning of the eighties. You, George, were born... 94, mid-90s. years later. Now, the generation before me, kind of white... Uh, if I'm kind of X-generation, it's like they're still trading on 
like, I don't know, five mainstream radio channels, Mm. four TV channels, you know, five or six publication newspaper tablets. They've still got an AOL email address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, and like, there's a very kind of narrow injection of information and pretty much chat tomorrow at work is going to be did you see well, that's the why episode I of simple so-and-so before i think this plays a big part in into into mental health to be honest with you because although fucking hell we've gone deep yeah, really. <laughs> this brandy i'm just getting a fuzz off this brandy now as well you're going you're going down the road of of access to information and and now like by generations people have already got their their little avenues of how they source their information, you know, like your middle-aged people probably still read the Daily Mail. Daily Mail. And all this Get and that. My, email. If we still had fucking CFAX and Teletext, they'd probably <laughs> still, still be, be on that. using that. Teletext. People yeah, still trying to you know, isn't it? That's what you know, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas it's it's changing as we go down the line. And, and I think, you know, 50 years ago, when you had fucking BBC and ITV and... and the Daily Mail life was it. simple, wasn't it? Everybody mm-hmm. sort of knew where they stood, you know. Yeah, it was all following mainstream trends, and nobody well, I say nobody, I mean, <laughs> it was a lot more simple, wasn't it? Life was simple. Whereas now we've got all these different avenues and different sources of information, fake news, fucking mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on there, and nobody really fucking knows what they're doing with it. And I, mean, I think that's a big part of mental health problems at the minute, to be honest with you. And also, we're mirroring ourselves, aren't we? Everybody's looking back at themselves. It's like we're, yeah. we're, we're projecting of the kind of the... the photos. I, the ideal versions. Photos every hour uploaded to the internet. Every Selfies. hour. Selfies. Yeah. It just becomes meaningless. I think, don't we, don't we? I, I, I mean, this is a couple of years ago now, so uh, again, for listeners, this, this is a uh, guesswork podcast at, uh, at this moment this in time. pissed up, Stone Yeah, Bambi. pissed up. Brandy's kicking in. The, the, uh, <laughs> the CBD. The CBD is... Say what? Flowing. <laughs> First but, um, time as well. I'm not used to it. I read a stat that was something like, I think we take more photographs in an hour... That was taken in the whole of the 19th century. I can believe that. Which yeah, I can believe easy. that. Fucking hell, some birds do that in them fucking on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Well, just think of how many are taken before you upload that one. Them chicks are uploading. They're taking 20 before they but upload. Isn't it ironic they? how we the start? Final one. We kick this, at least 20. You know, isn't it? No, I'm not even just just that. just to give a again put some kind of narrative on it for people who have managed to get this far in this podcast. <laughs> this to the chat, as we know. By now, for the long-time listeners, three episodes is is, <laughs> the, is, time, ki- yeah. is kind of a fascination with childhood, with with dynamics, with communication, with community, and how that affects us and how it sets trajectory. We kicked it off today because Four Brothers is like a little bit of a break from that. It's a little bit less kind of delving into somebody's unique story and it's those guys getting back together and talking social, cultural and all the rest of it. But we also have our stories and we share a lot of things as well. Um, but isn't it ironic we kick this off today light-hearted with Tyson Fury boxing. We all love it. We've all trained boxing. You've boxed, you've you've won a bout, you've boxed, you've, bout, you've had a bout, we've trained, you know. I lost a bout. We've ended up, <laughs> we, we've ended up getting into mental health of talking off the back of, mental, of, of Tyson Fury. Yeah, ironically, who, yeah. who whose whole thing in the mental health thing, and and what I love the John Fury thing I watched uh, just last night. I was watching it, and he talks about the phones, 
And he says, you know, when I'm traveling, well, when, when oh, I travel, yeah, when, yeah, I'm, when yeah, I'm traveling, yeah, you know, this. he says, I'll, I'll do it myself. I want to find out. He said, I'll wind my window down. And I, I said, I'll ask, I'll ask somebody. I said, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and I talk to people and I communicate because that's what we should do. Because I don't from think... Yorkshire, lad. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, apologies. apologies. I like that guy. Who's the guy out the clip, the old heavyweight dude? I don't read the papers no more. I just look out window. <laughs> yeah. Who's yeah. that guy? I swam oh, with sharks. Baby, yeah, yeah, what was text that in. Sides, if you got that, it? Google us. Or, you know, <laughs> send sides. a tweet or something, whatever it is. Yeah, I think it is something. Today. We'll come back to that. Get it up on the on the Apple TV there. Um, no, but what I loved was he's, he's, he's talking those principles again. He's saying, like, you know, and... I don't community, know how much he's looked into the scientific fucking, you know, it's, research it's, of the impact of social media and digital technology. It much, but well. it's in him, isn't it? It's, ex- it's what yeah, I'm saying. It's, it's, it's instinct, looking at it through his eyes. I mean, I see it when I come back from Thailand, you know, having been away, you can see how how it's affected our you, well, people. Well, for listeners then, Harry, just form a bit of that story. You know, you're, you came back from Thailand, you were there for seven years. Yeah. So that was a, that's that's not just coming back from an holiday. That you just come, you know that's a part <laughs> a of your life. Holiday. Well, I was twenty two, wasn't I, when I went there? Mm. Twenty two, and I was well. Here we go. Because I thought a lot about it. Obviously, I thought a lot about this. Mm-hmm. It's quite a big part of my life, isn't yeah, it? But big part. Formative years as well. You twenty. When I went to Thailand at twenty two years old, Facebook wasn't really a thing. Two thousand and nine. I mean, it was there. People, a few people what, had it. MySpace at that but time, MySpace, baby. Yeah, my, yeah, but Which again, basic, who had it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you knew it, a couple yeah. of people. Chris had it for the band, didn't he? For Live yes, Riot. Yes, depends how good your internet sort of connection stuff. was. But no, it wasn't like, it was just a fucking, it was just an accessory, wasn't it? You know the geek, I mean? Your geeky mate had an idea about something and he said it to you and you were like, what the fuck? Well, what? you knew that there was some fit bird on it and so you made <laughs> yeah. it and he showed you and that, but you didn't. You weren't talking, I mean, it didn't even have anything. She's done it? what? She's poked you? <laughs> what? But yeah, then obviously poking, going out there in Thailand to a whole different fucking country and, and culture and all that and, and everything growing up out there from 22 to 29... And then coming back, and, and obviously by the time I'd come back, it was in full swing. I mean, people didn't talk really in the real world anymore. It's all done on the internet, do you know what I mean? Code, just text, like, cyber world. Mm. Yeah, it's just it was just a mad thing to come back and, and try and adapt to, to try and fit back in. And how does, you know, <coughs> what would you say? Because it, really, it dawned on me pretty quickly, especially now like dating and all that's moved online, Tinder and all that. How you've got, a couple of pictures, your little your little bio thing, <laughs> and you know a couple of witty messages from the off to decide whether or not you and this person lives are gonna are gonna intertwine at any point down Thank the line. You. Do you know what I mean, it's mad. and like it can just we'll be a quick swipe left or right. And it's either... But isn't it strange, all the while while that's happening, Harry, all the while, right, you've just kind of framed that nicely. You went away for seven years. At the beginning of that seven years, there was MySpace and Facebook. At the beginning of that seven years, if you wanted to talk to a chick, you went up to her. Yeah. And you talked to her. So then when you get back... Or you you knew a mate and you fucking got a phone number. That's a dying art these days. When you you do that now, you mate, you're weird. Well, we'll get to that though. Let's not fast forward too quick. So when you get back after them seven years, you're you're getting dropped back into this kind of pool of energy that you you go, fuck, this has changed, this has moved. And the bio, the little bio, the manipulated picture and so on, that's a real kind of... um, you're seeing it kind of, you know, like hindsight. We all talk about hindsight; it's a wonderful thing. That's why music or 
art that we look back at. And John Lennon did a famous interview with Rolling Stone in 1970, and it always clicked with me where he said he was kicking off with everybody about um, who was slagging off Yoko because she was that far out, right? And he was like, look, anything that's good has got to be dead for 200 years before we even fucking recognise that it was good. It's like we look back at things. And isn't it funny, even though you come back from Thailand and you're like, fucking hell, this is crazy. Like, we're already thinking, oh, the future's going to be this. We're going to be... Well, you don't see we're gonna the air have growing the... on your face. Yeah, like, do you know I mean? exactly. You only, you only see things... Brandy, you get the brandy out. That's we, uh, brandy. They want the whiskey. I think the Jameson's is just on the side, George. Yeah, grab us the Jameson's. Talk, talk to me, which one is it? It's the little behind the wine. Firewater. There you go. No, red top. Yeah, the little bottle up. That's the one. And I, uh, are you needing some lemonade? But isn't it, you're recognising that in time, but as we are, we're all going through this, right? We've all developed this text language nice. and text rules and text communication. <laughs> but while we're doing it, we're not aware that we've changed while we're doing that. We're already thinking about, oh, soon we're going to be in the digital world. We'll have armoured suits where we've got all of this responsive technology. And But all the while, we're changing now. Like, we've changed now. Well, you can you see it. The most obvious, the most obvious thing that people can sort of reference this to is when you watch, like... That was ice. Uh, that was ice going in the cup from a reasonable height. It's when you watch, say, you watch old fucking Kevin Keegan footy matches, and you look at the footy kits and the hairdos. It's when you look back at music yeah. and you see how they were dressed in the eighties and that. Mm. That's the most obvious. Mm. But you're not seeing it at the time, are you? Of change that goes unnoticed as it happens. Mm -hmm. But that is happening with everything constantly, and it's only when you step away. You know, for a, for a decent amount of time as well, because there's always honeymoon periods. Like when you go on holiday, you just don't, you know, you've got all the endorphins and excitement of, you know, we're getting on the plane, going out there, and, and it all happens within a time frame that's so quick that you don't really have a time to process any real details or you appreciate it until it's over. Do you? Time and it was great, and now we're back, fucking work tomorrow, and all that. Whereas when you've gone through that break point and you go past that and you, then you start that's when you start to notice all the subtle changes and differences of what's going on do you know what I mean and I think that's when I'm good thank you yeah go on have a vape say what you know, someone else take over yeah go on. I was going to say have a, have a fucking have a vape Harry um <laughs> No, it's nice. It's nice, you know. We've, we've gone in fucking. We've gone in every-handed here, haven't we? I mean, mm. but we don't get to see each other as much as we'd like. And I think it's fair to say. I don't want to speak for everybody at this table, but it's, I think it is fair to say that we are all. We're not talking outwardly at other people here. We're all in this. We're suffering consequences yeah. of this, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, constantly yeah. trying to deal with my shit, and, and mm. by talking about it, me I too. Feel like I can somehow connect some dots. Yeah, at least. Well, yeah, at least it's. I feel getting it out of there allows you to sort of process it a little bit more. Yeah, at least if somebody else can listen to it, it's not just a fucking figment in your imagination, is it? No, because you're only ever thinking about it in your imagination. Yeah, you're talking like, to yourself, ooh, what, 24-7. We're always mm. thinking. Mm. Everyone's you know. battling, aren't they? How many voices mm. do you have? <laughs> well, this is it. Well, 10 you, or 11. you say that, Joseph, and that's, that's a poignant thing because that internal dialogue that you have... Where you just chat, chat, chat. To I read a thing about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think I read a thing dogs. about it. I, um, I read an article. Don't quote me. I'm not a scientist. But I read I read a, an article about the monologue and the voice in your head, the conversation that you have. So when you're going to make a decision or when you're going to, you know, some. I, I don't know if this is true or not because who knows? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Only the person who's thinking in their head knows whether they can hear that voice or not. But apparently, 
some people don't. I heard that, that as well. Yeah. Can so, you imagine? Well, so what is it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, robots. I do, obviously. Is I'd put it out there right now. I'm fucking talking to myself all the time. Yeah. Well, Constantly. Then, then you're I'm always told right as a kid, aren't, aren't you? <laughs> talking to yourself is the first sign of madness, but come on. Yeah, but everybody I mean, the fact, everybody, learning well, that it's possible. I talk to myself all the time, man. Learning that it's possible that there's people out there that don't. That they don't have that conversation in their head. Like I do it constantly, and, I, and, I, and talking from an employer's point of view, yeah, because obviously, you know, employing people to do a task and and then getting people to do that <laughs> task. <laughs> they, I'm not talking anyone yeah, yeah. specific here. I'm just talking generally. Yeah, yeah. But and then trying to teach somebody a task that in my head is dead simple, but then when they're trying to do it, they can't do it. To me, that's like, I'm, and then I think about that monologue because I think about the how can I make this easier for that person, and then I think about how would I do it, and then that that monologue, that story comes up, and that conversation I have with myself comes up. I think, right, well, I need to, I need to put this down here first, and then I've got to fucking put a nail in there, and then I've got, to, do you know what I mean? And I have that conversation. I think, well, and then I, I say that out loud to yeah. the person that I'm trying to You're teach you what you've just said to yourself you know I mean? some people get it and they fucking crack on great and then some people just cannot fucking do it and no. like, I'm not talking about fucking anything some people can do that though and then eventually figure it out yeah but like I'm, I, I think in my head like what is going through your head well you've just said that not everybody has that internal dialogue yeah, with themselves so, so what is going like, on yeah well you know, is what, it what, happening what? or not is are they thinking because because I often ask people, it's a little bit strange, but I often ask people, what are you thinking right now? Yeah, I do in that this as moment well. Time? I and I, often enough, they look like they're deep in thought. Yeah. And the majority of the time, they say, nothing. Nothing. And I'm yeah. thinking, well, well, you have to be, because... Yeah, you, surely. Yeah, I can't, you've got to be uh, thinking something, because, like, in my head's going all the time, right, uh, constantly. So, you've got to be thinking something, haven't you? Well, like you say, not, not, maybe not everybody does have that. But like, isn't that being a human? Like every one of us every, yeah. is experiencing the same things on paper, right? Effectively, yeah. Because you've got the same anatomy as I have, and your heart has made up the same components. Yeah, yeah, and is that even on? It's not, is it? <laughs> it is. Let me power off. Just a quick uh, vape break there. But that is that is a dichotomy, isn't it? Is that in your head this this whole fucking lifeline span of like events and thoughts and processes Danke. but that's happening behind everybody's eyes yeah, in fact but, that, 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 that um, it is behind you yeah that sign young love young heart was it fear? was it fear yeah that's from uh, <coughs> an adrenochrome song called uh, the skywalker and also in that lyric is is this a lunatic inside of me? Right? Have you ever looked into your own heart? What did you find there? Was it fear? Is this a lunatic inside of me? Yeah. Right? Well, that I'm asking myself that every day. Exactly. There's definitely but, a lunatic inside <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think, you know, okay, so this is a nice kind of link segue into who's watched The Joker? I think I was thinking about this recently and I could just be fucking stoned and just tripping out or well, you are. thinking shit or what <laughs> or but both. I was thinking right about because there's a lot of con controversial 
opinions on that film, The Joker. It's either hated or loved. It's like Marmite, isn't it? And I was thinking about it because obviously I've watched well, it a couple of times and I How love could it. you not like that film? I love it. Yeah. It's it's such people a don't good like film. it. They put it shit. Brandy, They're saying it's shit. I well, like shit, well, shit, well, shit. The people who've said that, does that say a little bit of something well, about themselves? this is what I'm getting to and I don't know. I'm you not, know, again, I'm no scientist, I'm no fucking psychologist or nothing, but, you know, I think a lot. I'll have a little top up. Please, and I was yeah. thinking, it's a, in my world, it's okay. a good measure of people's fucking levels of empathy. So what I mean, like, if you enjoyed that film, it, I think it's because you sort of connected with him in in a way. His performance, so Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, it's fantastic! My favourite film it was Gladiator of all time, right? And that guy is the emperor. There's so many yeah. scenes in there that are just darkness. Mm. Yeah, takes you dark. Joe, and he's what, young. What do you know, Joe, about his actual actual physical body, Joaquin Phoenix? Because in the Joker, there's a clear twist in his body. He's got some. Uh, I think it's his right shoulder. Mm. He's got uh, some sort of. And that's actually dis- Joaquin Phoenix. It's yeah, not, yeah. It's not part. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's interesting. That's, yeah. So you've seen you spotted that darkness in Gladiator. Was Gladiator a year two thousand? Was what? When was that made? It, it was a fucking long time that ago. That was back when you could... Where's it Jamie? was on video. It was on video. Yeah, we, we need oh, a Jamie, Jamie, pull that up. Jamie, Jamie buy pull it. this up. <laughs> Fuck. Where's buy Jamie? it on video. That's how old that is. Right, so you noticed that darkness in Joaquin Phoenix uh-huh. that long ago as well. Yeah, so just... You, uh, you, I mean, Joseph, give us your little... You, I mean, you, you went to film school. You did the whole media thing, yeah? Allegedly. So you, you, but you know what you're looking at. You know, you enjoy it, don't you? You make stuff, you make music, you do bits. You, you Films have always been a way for me to just... Uh, drift. Yeah, definitely. Escape. But yeah, going back to Joaquin Phoenix's performance in that, I think uh, his role in Walk the Line, Johnny Cash, I think Johnny Cash saw his performance and off the back of that, approached him and... Uh, my man's gone to... <laughs> well, he's got he's got a scar on his lip, honey, and I think that adds to his That's fucking that whiskey. And uh, well, I think that adds to his his. But what did you think to things like the grading, the colouring, and stuff of the Joker, Joe? You know, like the the, the whole, whole cinematography. It was dark. The whole yeah. Thing. Well, I think people was, was expecting uh, a bit more of a superhero story. Yeah, yeah, a bit a more bit, of a fucking, yeah. yeah, superhero story, but. The, the, what I what I coming back to what you said before about love it hate it from what I can gather that whole Me Too movement and this whole kind of PC fucking you said it earlier when we we're talking about stuff Liam Gallagher or Tyson Fury saying the truth like in that film to me from what I've understood about trauma about depression about anxiety the things that I'm trying to work out for my own journey is like that's what happens people go fucking mad when they lose. When they don't have love, when they don't have care, yeah. when they don't have connection, community, it's meaning. It's by society, and that's because he's different. Society doesn't know how to But we're pushing back on the film. It's like that we're pushing back on the film because somehow, by showing it... Because Todd Phillips, who's the director, he, he, he did famously did the Hangover movies, right? Mm. Which... Fuck me! Brilliant. I mean, I'm not really Fucking epic. I'm not. I can't say. I was in. By the way, let me just say. <laughs> you were there at the time. I was there. I was. I was. I watched Hangover Two in set Thailand. in Bangkok when I, in Phuket after <laughs> a mental fucking weekend, and it was. Brilliant. It was epic. Yeah, it was you felt brilliant. like you were in it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it did. Yeah, it 100%. felt like because that was that mental kind of night was what we used to live for, wasn't it? That, mm. that just. 
random chaos. fucking yeah. chaos. Yeah. Before you know it, you've got a monkey not in the car. And yeah. being three days down the line. Or a chicken. And that. Mm. We'll yeah. get to that. Mom. Yeah, we've got a few Thailand stories. It's a bit early though. To, for to, that. Be, out there, to be out there when they bought that out. Because for me, like being so far away from everything that, but then that film sort of reconnected me back. That's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Hangover well, 2 reconnected me back but, to but that. But <laughs> there you go then. So that jump from the Hangover movies for Todd Phillips. And I mean, I don't know a lot about Todd Phillips. I, I know the Hangover films were good. I know they got a bit of they got a bit of pushback for number two and three, but I thought they were all pretty good movies. The first one obviously set set a tone. But the jump, I don't know what he's done in between them. You might know more than me, Joe, I don't know. But no, that is a fucking dramatic kind of because even you know certain certain directors have a certain style Wes Anderson or people like that they've got a style like cinema the cinematographers they use the whole kind of aesthetic that you see the edits the uh, Joker to me was like it's like the wall Pink Floyd or something it was like um, it was like Jacob's Ladder or something well, it, I thought it was very similar to, to like Dark Knight and okay, Dark yeah, Knight yeah, Rises yeah, yeah. in terms of it's dark feel grit. the energy yeah. mm. and you know it's Fucking! I went. I tell you what. When I watched, which one is it with Bane? Dark Knight Rises, isn't it? I went and watched yeah. that in the cinema in in Thailand, and it's. I was blown away. I fucking mm. stood up at the end. And I give it a standing mm. ovation. You I felt did. like Batman, didn't you? Oh, the music! <laughs> Honestly, I couldn't believe like... it. It was just brilliant. <laughs> I, it was just brilliant. <laughs> just dark. You know, he got when he gets beat up by Bane in that sort of thing. The darkness is your ass. Yeah. What were some of the standout scenes for you then in the Joker? In the Joker, <laughs> um, there was quite a few humorous scenes. Adopted by there, was, <laughs> <laughs> there was one real prominent scene. I think it was where his employer had, um, pulled him in and was giving him a, a bit of a bollocking, Ooh. and just the smile that he gave. Oh, well, oh, when he says, everybody everybody thinks you're a fucking weirdo, but I kind of like, like it. Yeah, and he, there's just a menace in his eyes. That only, I feel like only Joaquin Phoenix could could pull that off. Because I thought, although it had the darkness of uh, of the Christopher Nolan films, it was a little bit more minimalistic. Mm. There was, was not a lot of special subtle, effects subtle. or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. And to see his transition, to go from this guy who's just losing at life. Mm. But mm. you can see how it was always there. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A friend of mine, a friend, a friend of mine who um, produced a video that we did once upon a time and a music thing I did, right? Really knowledgeable lad about film and stuff. And uh, I had a chat with him the other day about the Joker because we we caught up on the phone about some bits, and he, he said to me, he pointed something out that was really quite poignant. I think having now I understand what he's saying, which was, he says in the beginning of the film, when you see him going home, he's always going up the mm -hmm. stairs. Mm -hmm. And, it's and a, that scene where he comes down, where he's yes. dancing, by the way, where he's and embraced. And he's in his suit. He's totally yeah. embraced who yeah. he is. And he's just like, Fuck I think it. that's the change. That's the, that's I think the he's scene just murdered think, yeah. Matey at that point, and he didn't he just stab Matey. Well, he was on the way to the so, show. I think, I think he's done the subway shootings at that point. Yeah, he's, but he was on the way to De Niro. He was, he, that was right, but his, his mate came round, didn't he? So he'd done the subway Yeah, that's shoot. right. And he'd so, let this is fucking spoiler city, by the way. Yeah, I will say something in the intro about this. Apologies. You know, if you've got this far you've had the intro so it's been a while now though eh yeah well, you'd like to yeah, think but, but I only watched it, was, it on Sunday yeah, yeah. I, I waited for it to come up on oh, so it's but, fresh but, yeah, he, he's got little mate the little dwarf guy ah, the English lad Gary uh, in it I think so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <does. laughs> but even, we're giving it all away we're that, giving it yeah all we away. are but fuck it you're we're, in we're, now put the spoilers in on you so that 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 menacing scene 
when they mm-hmm. come round because mate your boy gives him the oh, gun and he doesn't bounces it. that guy's head off the wall yeah, three or four, four times or five times <sighs> and sat up at that point yeah that I was mean, he stabs, it just he starts it with stabbing him in the throat yeah mm. I mean it's and the little dwarf guy goes to leave and he gives him a little judder and he's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can't reach the fucking yeah. lock. Yeah. And then he just, he's like, yeah. That was brilliant. It's okay, Gary. You can go. You were the only one who was nice to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, some performance. And even oh. as it starts to unravel about his mum. You know, so again, not necessarily <laughs> viscerally, graphically dark or violent, but mm. like when he finds out the adoption thing with his mm. mum, yeah, like, oh, mm-hmm. and then he puts, and then that switch gets flicked. flicked. Mm-hmm. But the, the the scene where he rises at the end, oh, the, the where he's laid out. I'm trying not, I'm trying not to give too much away, but for those that have seen oh, it, oh yeah, yeah, that, oh it's been out long enough. Then. We, we, we deep, them anyway. <laughs> we're deep, we're deep. But that scene, wow. No, it's the same. Well, yeah, we're not going. I don't want to. I think much. highlights the neglect of society, doesn't it? Fuck I, th- him. I think it, ref- get on it reflects it. society massively, and then, and then see what happens. The whole, you know, the whole kind of clown thing. Obviously, it, it kind of anthropomorphizes. Can I say that after fucking the third branding? Amphropomorphizes that the feeling of like you know classic woo kind of revolution talk is the people stand up and you know and the, if the, if enough people all stand up you know for instance the fucking bin men want to take your bins every two weeks now yeah, instead of every other week mm. or, or every week so. that's a bastard by the way that's the right? same thing so if everybody in the street just said no right we're not having that well, that's the thing that's the thing but that's what they point out you know they kind of put you down that kind of path of thinking by the clowns by the well, whole that's of society because it, no he thinks that so I think that and that's how it's all controlled hmm. because if people did say that hmm. then it would change hmm. if everybody says no T- together yeah. unified yeah, yeah. if everybody on together. that same street turned around and said no hmm. this is how it's going to be then that's how it would be exactly. but and there's something, this is something else I noticed when I came back to this country as well. I saw a video online, and I don't know who or what or why, where, but it was a dude on I Lincoln Street, and he's getting fucking his head smashed in. I think. Oh, dear. Yeah, he nearly died. He nearly died. But what I noticed in the video. What is this like CCTV for? CCTV, and it was on the um, outside fucking charcoal grill, but on the other side, down there. And he's so getting stomped in. And a load of foreigners, you know, they were all. I think they were like mine. I don't know. I did, fuck no, it was done. Mine, what? I don't mine from Myanmar, Burma, from that way. I can't remember. I don't know. It doesn't matter. What no. matters? What matters is people were driving and walking past like nothing was happening. Mm. So I mean, diminished responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, and it's that scary. that attitude mm. of. It's not my problem. Somebody else will sort it out. You know, somebody else will fucking. Do We're it about well. to open a and fucking it, rabbit hole. You could just hole see there. It happening. You could see it happening. I looked. I followed that story for a little bit, and you know, there was lad. The lad that was getting beat up got seriously fucked up. Mm. That's some serious trauma. But, but it's, you, again kind of we are segueing, but we're still kind of on the lineage of the Joker because that's what they're depicting. And, and some of the stuff that I've read, one of the fascinating things about that diminished responsibility there was a simple study done I don't know who by what I'll try and find it and if I can link it in the notes I will but probably not because I'm brandy's in now guess what okay <laughs> but I did read something that talked about diminished responsibility and the, the, the basic thing I remember was is that if you're walking down the street right and someone was being attacked across the road 
and it was just you on the street, you the, the you'd chance, be more inclined. The, yeah, the likelihood that you're going to act mm. is really really high. Right? If it was and just you, probably you say, sorry, say that yeah, again. Yeah. If it was just you on the yeah. street, yeah, the more people around, the less likely you are. As right, soon as yeah, as yeah, soon yeah, as someone else is sorted, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when there's like. I think I can't remember the exact numbers, but three or four people. It's likely that someone will do something, and you will you will join in, and you will you will work as a team, and you will you know kind of coordinate yourselves. And I can't remember what the number was, but it was a low number where nobody does nothing, where everybody leaves it. Yeah, there's this there's a tipping point where it's well, like it well, becomes a diminished responsibility because they're not doing anything well, he's not doing anything well, there's what 10 people's walked past them already and nobody yeah. else is bothered to wash it but out at what point do you think then so let's say if there's less people on the street there's a higher there's a higher chance that somebody's gonna gonna step in mm. but let's say there's more than one person doing the attacking right do you reckon I was in a situation massively. once in town similar yeah yeah when I was about 15 and a load of um, Middle Eastern immigrants. <laughs> and it ended up... I can't remember exactly. I don't actually it. think I've ever heard this story from you, so this is... Oh, well, this, this, this is someone else. Yeah, this is an exclusive. Welcome, welcome, Mum. Welcome, Dad. Uh, yeah. Different versions, bro. Well, basically, long story short, we ended up into a bit of a ruckus with some foreign guys, some immigrants, and it was back in... We're going back to like... It was back when foreign was cool, you know what I mean? No, it was It was not. It was... I'm talking like, uh, it was when they first, it was early 2000s mm -hmm. when they first started really influxing into Lincoln. Mm -hmm. And we used, we used to get in, into scraps for him, but anyway, there's this big do happen. I can't remember what the point of this story was. No, no, like, don't matter. Diminished responsibility, yeah, numbers. Responsibility, that's the one. Yeah, right. So anyway, it started out in the waterside. Anyone who's podcast. from Lincoln who's listening, probably most people, <laughs> the waterside and the bridge going over towards the little market area and that, you've got a little pigeon bit there. So that's where it all started, and it was waterside, and this big fucking fight happened anyway. But by the time it all finished and calmed down, there was probably a good two, three hundred people stood around, you know, going over the Is this before bridge. mobile phones? Yeah, yeah, this was before so no, phones. No, no, people aren't, like, no, uploading it. it. This was just a Saturday afternoon in town, and <laughs> what would happen, there was, a, there was a gang of lads that... We didn't know, but we knew them, but they weren't our mates. Do you know what I mean? They used to be little pockets. Yeah, yeah little clicks, different estates. Little clicks. Or little, Back when little, people yeah, used to be yeah. outside, by yeah, the way. People yeah, people used to mooch about. Yeah. And if you, you saw people, it's because you saw them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's because you bumped yeah. into them. Do you know what I mean? Well, you'd be from different about. schools and all that, little pockets. Yeah. yeah. So we're walking about anyway, and then we're in the waterside, and, and this lad comes running over. He's like, quick, quick, our mate's getting fucking jumped and that by loads of foreigners. And like, yeah, we all had our own little groups from different estates, different parts of town. And if we come across each other it was a bit tense and that but as soon as these foreigners started coming in you know you started to see unity forming between people so mm. you know this one this one group of lads had been attacked by these foreigners or whatever was going on and somebody coming on over to tell us about it so we all went running out and we run outside the waterside and fucking just dived into this thing but by the time it all sort of come about to the end I was like on my own <laughs> And there was hundreds of people like stood all around where they put the ice rink and that outside yeah, Wilco's yeah, and that. That was full, all outside the waterside. And we'd by this point we'd gone over the bridge and we'd gone down the road a little bit towards the fucking <laughs> Linda Mill, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'd gone down towards there and. Uh, yeah, it was just madness. Police came. Police came straight over to me. Well, that, that, now you're, it's, that's like mob mentality you're talking about there. Well, no, because nobody... They was just watching. Everybody was just watching. By, by the point... By the time it all came to an end, it was just me on my own. Everybody else who I was with had been... 
you know, wiped out one way or another, whatever had happened, you know, mm, but the by toes. the time it had come to an end, it was just me, and there was probably five or six of these foreign lads, and they would, they all had hold of me, and they were pulling me about, and, like, in one of them bushes, there's, like, little bushes, isn't there, down the river? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, little concrete, like, bricks, fucking things with bushes in, and they had me, like, in one of them, and I had thorns in me face and that. And everybody's anyway, kind of spe- civilians everyone's just watching though. this. Everyone's just that watching. Would be That's chaos to the average person. Yeah, Do you know uh, what I mean? To me, it was, in the it was, the moment, I didn't even know Saturday afternoon, you just, yeah. I didn't Shopping. even know that anyone was there. I was so involved in what was in going the, on. In the moment. From the moment it started to the moment it stopped, I was so involved in what was going on, I didn't even notice who was there. But it stopped because the police came. The police came from, you know, from the main road there. Yeah, yeah. Walking down and that. And bearing in mind, there's five or six fucking lads all over me, pulling me about, ripping me jacket off me and that. And he pushed Sounds his way saucy. through him. <laughs> they were ripping them off. God damn! All the spectators were watching. Anyway, I felt like a star. This copper pushed his way through him, and he came straight up to me, and he started telling me how I was in the wrong and that, and he was going to arrest me and that. And I said what? to him, I said to him in front of everyone, I said, "Are you fucking joking me? You've just, you've just come and pulled these guys off of me." And now you're telling me that I'm the one. Yeah, yeah. the other one. The, that's and being and all these phone lads are walking off. They're all walking off the way that the police had come, and he came out to me, and I went right up to him as well. And I was, I want to. Were you wearing it. Stone Island? No, not at this point. Burberry. <laughs> I can't remember what I was wearing. I was wearing a park jacket, I think, because I think it saved me during the escapade. One of them had a screwdriver. Well, it did, but, you know, is he questioning <laughs> you? Is he? <laughs> But is he approached the situation uh, thinking right on, so. you know there's one chap here and there's four what, or five what interests yeah, well, me no, it's because they were they were a group they were asylum seekers so obviously and what I didn't realise at the time you know for me they're foreigners they're just fucking foreigners what they're mm. doing here do you know what I mean calendar news had already told you earlier that day I didn't realize, Tom, they're, they're asylum seekers you know they're from fucking war torn countries Coming uh, here to take the know. piss. That's what the news would tell That's us. That's what yeah. the news, the tell news would yeah. tell you. Look at the people well, are coming you, here to take the piss. Later, you're you're going going this and I've lived yeah, in a foreign country. I've been the immigrant. Do you know what I mean? I've been the asylum, not the asylum seeker. I've never seek, seek asylum, like, but I've been an immigrant. I've been a fucking foreigner. You've been looking for somewhere yeah, to rent, though, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, same thing. Seven years. Do you know what I mean? So I understand. I've had a perspective of viewing things from from the minority's yeah. point of view. You right? embraced it as well, didn't you? Because you yeah, like you, you to, lived you, you lived amongst the ties. You didn't like live in a no. on the outskirts point, of a Joe, resort, yeah. resort yeah. or anywhere like that. No, you no. lived on the dark side where you yeah. lived was literally yeah. called, literally called, called the, dark the dark side, side. Yeah. where there's yeah. no yeah. electricity. Yeah, well, sorry, Cal. This is what I mean about stages. That I touched on earlier about honeymoon periods and that. And you and this is thing about life in maturity. That's how maturity happens, isn't it? Is through experience and mm. looking back at things and that's the same thing living out there I, the reason I lived with the ties is because after so long you start to see through all the fucking like I was hanging around with tourists for a bit first couple of years you'd meet a gang of lads and that mm. was out there for a few oh, weeks and it was buzzing because I lived there I knew all the shit I knew all the places I knew all the people and I was like fucking mm. I know where it's at mate I'd meet a gang of fucking lads from back home and that and you know I was a superstar to them Yeah, because yeah. I knew all the shit and I could get them you were exposing them to and you're buzzing on it but what happened was like you'd start making friends with people and that and then before you know it they're gone next well, person before, what I noticed yeah. was you'd end up it was the same go. thing you'd be having the same conversation over yeah. and over again before, before we digress too I've far though before. right yeah and it just fucking you just took us away a, from that you just took us on a pretty cool journey there Harry with that whole depiction of what was going on in the town centre with the that 
kind of ruckus and there's a whole thing happening which I want to pull back for listeners because isn't it strange that you that we kind of I don't know if I'm correct in stating this but I feel like we've put a lot of onus on the on the idea of our population our culture at the minute of we get our phones out we're fucking filming everything filming everything filming, mm. which we are right you know you go to gigs and it's fucking white lights everywhere everyone's taking a photograph of themselves at the gig so they can pop it out into the the digi world to say look where i am i'm at the gig instead of just embracing being it, at being the gig. There, just being but there. isn't it interested in that story that you just said there you know and I know you mentioned, Joe, and it's right, that it's fucking, whoa, what the fuck's going on here? This is mental on a Saturday afternoon. But mm-hmm. everyone stops and they're watching. You've probably done it yourselves. You're driving down the street, there's a fucking crazy shit's happened up the road, and you're like, whoa. Well, that's working um, in town. Uh, yeah. That's working yeah. in town. Horrible, but, 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 horrible experience. But before we jump tell on. you what, you'd be surprised how much fucking drama's going off in middle Lincoln town centre at seven o'clock in the I morning. remember watching an awful, awful fight in McDonald's hmm. about 15 years old. With a couple of mates on a Friday, Saturday night, mm-hmm. after nine, ten o'clock. So you boys are just having your milkshakes and chilling, and then some, literally some violence breaks out. We'll, we'll say munchies. We'll, we'll call it munchies. Okay. Anyway, th- th- this chap who ended up uh, chap, lovely fella. He was fighting with a homeless chap inside McDonald's to the point where he w- it was there was blood. Describe dude. Who's the dude who's fighting with homeless? Also, dude? I don't really want to say names, but this chap went on to. Young he convicted boy, of a murder. There was a murder. You remember the chap who got... Uh... Do we all know him? Well, you were out of the country at this time. But, uh, but was, was uh, I somebody, only... got, somebody got murdered near Waitrose. Oh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. probably oh. five years ago. No, longer than that. I do know yeah, the name, but I won't say that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, probably is. Anyway, this, this was probably a few years before this murder happened anyway. Two, three years. This homeless chat, we're just sat there drinking a milkshake, chatting. And all of a sudden, this, this kerfuffle's happening inside McDonald's, right on the, uh, in the main aisle. <laughs> relatively quiet. And this lad's with a couple of his mates, and he's absolutely just... Absolutely la- kerfuffling him. He's, he's, he's laying, <laughs> in, <laughs> he's laying yeah. into this poor, this homeless dude. It's evident that he's, you know, oh, this guy's mate, got nothing to show. bear that shit. Nothing to show. I cannot bear that shit. It's people yeah. thinking it's they're fucking hard by picking on homeless people, I tell you what. It was awful. Try that shit. Oh. You know, it's... But it was pretty funny. This, this homeless dude ended up squaring himself up, charged up to the counter. Dusted himself off Literally. and rolled up his sleeves. He charged over to the counter and he, he like shimmied across it, you know, like a little leap, a little leap and slid, slid, on, his, slid on his bum across the counter. A little leap and glide. Yeah. And he had some jazz hands. <laughs> and he, fucking, he, uh, he found it, picked up a big broom. And when I say a big broom, the head on this broom was big. And he just swept it up. And with that, he'd come back down the aisle <laughs> thinking, he was, and he was like, right then, you know. But unfortunately, things escalated. He took a bit more of a beating. And, and at this point, it, it ended up outside and I disappeared. Those so flash ones that happened. So what, what, did the, what was the general Nothing. public situation tell you, going on? Nothing. How many people were spectating it was There was probably about, this is the Cornhill, the Cornhill McDonald's. There's probably about. Well, that's where I was working, tw- and I've seen 20, a lot of shit going on. Tw- I've, 20, I've 30 had to people. McDonald's is, is a hive. There's about 20, 30 people. There's obviously maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 staff on. Everywhere's got and a everybody, McDonald's. It's everybody a hive. pretty much froze. Obviously, I'm mm. thinking at this point, shit, you know, is this going to escalate? Am I going to have to, is, you know, is this going to come our way? Let's get a long job out. But 
Yeah, the piston. <laughs> but no, you know, it's you know, there's probably about fifty people in there, but nobody wants to intervene because it's you're having to step into a big pair of shoes See, in a but situation the like is, that. The problem as well is. You know, you get done, don't you? You get done for everything in this country. Yeah, you can't just deal with that situation and that situation be dealt with. Mm. You know, then well, you've got backlash. It's a primal part of fucking being a human being is violence. Whether we like it or not, it is the fucking primal part. Primal instinct. Of being a fucking animal, innit? But we've tried and to that's 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 what's, the, uh, like what's the Leonardo DiCaprio film? Which, no, Shutter Island, and there's that general in the car in the old army jeep, and he's like, All there is is violence. <laughs> the question is, Will your violence conquer my violence? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the question. And that is, and we've tried to get rid of that out of fucking modern life. Oh, we're suppressed, aren't we? But at the end of the day, we're, we're animals, aren't we? And that, that comes into it, and we, you yeah, know what I mean? And like, what happens when that situation comes about and somebody... Up, bro. Because that does happen. You know, you've got a little homeless dude who's fucking... You know, not a fucking show for anyone. Yeah, well, then. So here's a fucking yeah. just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Do you know what I mean? You've got this young lad trying to prove. Yeah, you know, being in the wrong time. And you know, in this chat, like I say, this dude later went on to to kill somebody. He was convicted for it. So how about taking this full circle then? So again, for the Tudor chat listeners, we kicked off with. Getting into a Are they still there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's some hardcore no, in Australia. No, 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 there's some no, hardcore in Australia, no, no, Minnesota, no. Illinois. Those are hardcore people. Big up everybody listening. Everybody listening. Thanks for bearing with us. Yeah, but we go yeah. full circle because you talk about, you know, kind of violence. And it sounds harsh to people who are just getting back from, you know, clubs with their kids today and about to have a <laughs> nice meal. We do. We go back to like heavyweight boxing, MMA. Have you watched any David Attenborough? UFC or whatever, yeah. But we we make that ceremonial violence kind of the most fucking, it's the edge of your seat kind of, it's the instinctual. Well, look back to beginning of the time. That's our our output now. Gladiators, you know, watching two people fight Mm. has always been a big. Puller of attention fucking it is. and fighting at the end of the day it's the, it's the ultimate test of power and it take away all the fucking cars and fucking TVs so. and all these these things we've so, created in the natural world when the apocalypse hits it and is. you've got the water who's coming to get me it's down to fucking but, violence doesn't it but then right then so, so, there's, so there's two people fighting in order to deal with that situation properly you have to step into that world yeah, and who, who, you have who to have really an element is, of violence about it. Exactly, Jordan you Peterson know, said too, it. Jordan Peterson said it well without stepping into that situation. Jordan Peterson said it. A good man is not a fucking harmless man. A good man is a very, very violent man it's who has it under voluntary yeah, control. Don't Try and get that across on GMTV, right? That basically saying that. that you've got you've got the not fucking access to power, but you don't have to use no. it if you don't fucking need it's to. And that's something that's missing from this world because. People just fucking you abuse got, power. People mistake George. kindness for weakness. Yeah. And just because I'm not... Well, I'm not going to say that. Hey, go on. Nah, cause... Get it on record, Harry. Because <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm already on side. <laughs> yeah, but, th- but that's go an on. interesting point, though, because violence is in our DNA, right? And this, this is what I said about coming yeah. full circle to Tyson Fury. Thank you is for that, that. Is that we've, we've managed to... We've managed to make violence become a... a 
for want of a better explanation, well, a sport. Just think, right? in life, it's, still it's an the most worst thing in the world. I think if you understand violence, sport. you don't want violence. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be anywhere Great near point, it. Great point, Joseph. You don't want to be anywhere near it. It's savage. My little boys, right, are in the house now. Your nephews, yeah? You, yeah, you yeah. Obviously, no. And those guys, we've all trained together. Uh, function first, Matt Foss. Matt, yeah, big up. Yeah, big shout to Matt, who was on the, the first episode, the first. he's he trained all of us. We trained at his gym together, which is a beautiful thing. My boys now train; they're your nephews. I put those boys in there because you just said it. You hit the nail on the head. And for people listening, for lads who are listening, people we've grown up with, people who are fucking in Queensland or wherever, yeah, there is this thing built into us where the geezer stairs that Mike Skinner called it. Right? Yeah, you've got to prove the geezer stairs. You're not you've, a you've, pussy. you've got to somehow, you know, you go into a new environment. You've got to somehow. Have some but kind of dominance or relevance. What it self. actually means. But when this is what Joseph was pointing out, so I'm pointing out to my kids. Once you go to a, you you go to some boxing sessions or kickboxing or jujitsu or whatever, fill in the blank. Yeah, you will learn that getting punched in the ear or in the chin or in the mouth or in the nose, off. and you get the ringing of the ears and you get the fucking lights and you get the, the stars. Thoughts. All of a sudden, stars. you start to understand that violence. It's fucking not very not, nice, not like pleasant, you just yeah. said. And also, it gives even you, if you win, it's, it's not like pleasant. a double entendre because it, once you, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's kids out there who've got stuff to get out and, you know, but if you are lucky enough to be surrounded by love and you learn about the human body, physicality, strength, control, and you go to a martial arts club, which is what Matt in the first episode talks about, the whole philosophy of like... Self-discipline as well. Yeah, discipline. If you know how to look after yourself as a kid, but you know how to love... That's the perfect balance because you understand. You need that to if be this able to goes wrong, everything. Look at it. Look at look on a Saturday night, yeah, right? No, Most of the agree, kids I who agree. are starting fights on a Saturday night, right? Yeah, they've never been to no. a fucking thing in their lives. No. Just getting this and they can't find it. We really need to have got no idea. And what other chances? The majority of chances are like a bit of love. Exactly. Everyone wants to fight, but then heads are bouncing off of the fucking concrete. And you know this because you know what how to throw a right hand, yeah? You know you're going to fucking set yourself, you're going to sit on it. And if it lands, like someone's outside of a nightclub on a Saturday night, this tarmac. Brilliant thing of jujitsu is because. And if that guy's an arsehole and knows how to throw that as well. You Mm. can put an end to it without anybody drawing blood. Without any fucking. But they might not draw a breath again. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Well, they might return they will, in a different way. You can just fucking. <laughs> dis- <laughs> you, yeah, People die, that's man. obviously a You're risk. You're going to sleep. People die. But I think we've gone. I keep saying full circle, but like whether we've gone from Tyson Fury to the Joker to this kind of whole primal DNA, violence, instinct, depression, anxiety, what are the other people doing, diminished responsibility, hive mentality. It's all kind of. We're in a time now where social media, we're, we're all inputting our data into the, into the fucking network of, of the mirror. And they're analysing that your shit. Profile. The network network mirror. I was looking profile. at that profile. 10 years ago. What, 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 what? How you could predict somebody's Thank you, movements based on their social media. I was looking at that shit years ago. Well, they say now, don't they? Every, everybody before job well, interviews, whatever, everybody's now. vetted by it's social media. That. The algorithms that are being run, mate, they know what you're going to do before you do. Yeah. So that's interesting you say that, right? Because now we, 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 
before we go off down that tangent, which is marketing kind of Cambridge analytic kind of area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we see that. So before we get there, we're <laughs> fucking that deep in that. Name drop. Anybody who's still with us at this point, fucking take your hat off. Yeah, grab a fucking tumbler. Yeah, do grab a tumbler. Get some really good CBD. Have a brandy THC. and hang in there. Get a crash helmet, maybe some knee pads. Well, get a cup of tea on. Yeah, or just Anything, chill. Yeah, glass yeah. of water. And if you're driving to work and it's six or o'clock, just fast on forward morning. thirty seconds. <laughs> or skip back thirty seconds. <laughs> that might have just been long enough for me to lose my thread there. Potentially, but potentially. No point. 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 I was going to try and make is that this conversation flying off before we go down the Google Analytics thing is like. The violence, the community, the social media—we're we're inputting our data. You know, we—you know—we are taking photos of ourselves, and out of the seven photos we've took, we're going to pick number four because that's where I look the best. Right, number four. So that's a process. Then after you've chosen that photo, now we've got to go into the second part of the process, which is let's make it look better. Right, so let's get rid I of that. I always look good on the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, then, and, then, and then stage three. Now you eject it into the ether with a but, little tagline, yeah? Yeah, you've got to get a nice quote. You've got to get a tagline. You've got to, you've got to get on Google. You've got to start looking at fucking You've got cold. to find out what's popular right now. Right. What's popular. Oh, it's, it's, it's evolving day by day. But, but think about this process. Just stick with me step by step, yeah? yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. what you see in a, in a, in a photo, because you're seeing a thousand as you scroll down, you're just seeing a thousand, a thousand. Yeah. Right? There's this... Well, Pro- this process we talked about it earlier what's going on behind your eyes what's going on behind mine the amount of time it takes for a selfie anybody who's taking a selfie properly the amount of time it takes that's like I say you took however many photos which took however long and however much brain 10 capacity. to 20 then you've got to pick one ping, then you've got to make ping. that better then you've got to, like you say you've got, you, you, you've got to pick you've got to pick the right line now but then oh, it all just, comes down to one crucial thing how many likes does it right, get? Right, that's my next yeah, stage, yeah, I reckon. Right, on, so and it, you could have fucking destroyed yourself. So you, you get through the stage of what am I going to say to to kind of solidify this image, you. right? Now you put it out there. Now the anxiety kicks in. Oh yeah, yeah that, that you've once you've uploaded it, that yeah. press. <gasps> Did yes, I do the right thing? Did I do the right thing? Am I up my own ass? No, no, I'm just another person like everybody does, else. Does that read okay? Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then the first like, then, then, then you get the bing. And then you realise the first ten likes are always the same fuckers who always like the fucking yeah, thing. Your mum's best mate, fucking your auntie and that. Oh, I like my own. I like my own but I think we're peaking on the mics there, so we might have to just give it a fist. Yeah. Fist it, yeah. We're getting rowdy. Things are getting rowdy. Isn't that strange? Because then that's the that that first process I just kind of talked out not necessarily for you lads in the room but people at home or people who've got sisters or you know family members or friends I mean look at the female you know you see the whole kind of you know how many girls bless these girls and and yeah bless them yeah yeah. (laughs) but the same if the the same picture from the side on the good side with the same filter and this you know and all this is where the captain's perception comes from there's a lot of deception massive lips yeah oh mate there's a lot of people that can but not deception but again again we're not we're not it's not the deceptive of the people, it is. is it? You're it's just, a massive. Con- I've it, been on a lot one of, of the biggest with a lot one of, of chicks. Who don't look like their pictures, bro. Hey, <laughs> listen, saying, bro. we're talking a bit like that, bro. Yeah, but that yeah, well, too. <laughs> get that <laughs> shit to the youth, son. Allow that, yeah. Got to get that shit to the youth. Talking rough, cause. But that's kind of the point we're making. I went on this date with this one chick, right, and she looked banging. pictures. Talk to me, bro. I'm talking. Her pictures were amazing. She looked amazing, man. I've got chance for. 
went to meet you. Yeah, what were you saying? Let me tell me what you were saying. Does that say that's amazing? Right, hang on a minute. I'm going to play devil's devil's advocate here. Yeah. Yeah. Is that saying more about her or you at this point? Well, because you're we'll going to, to you're following up with this girl because she oh, yeah, looks no, 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 I'm not. I'm not because she looks right. We was chatting to her in that. I was chatting to her and she was pretty, and I thought, yeah, she's cool. I'm not the sort of person who's just going to go yeah. and go on a date with a chick just because she looks good. If that was the case, I'd be on all sorts, but I'm not. Do you know what I mean, like, mm. she seemed all right, not yet, right? So, yeah, I went to me. Are meet you her. reading what she says or are you just looking at her, what she looks like? Both, yeah, both. Because episode. what else have you got when you're swiping through a fucking digital, as fucking you mentioned thing? earlier? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. else have you got? Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like a case catalogue when I was a kid. Anyone can be anyone they want. There's that old uh, Savage Garden song, isn't there? You know what I mean? On, Who? Do you Who? Sorry? To Savage yeah. Garden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Savage Garden. Big yeah. shout yeah. to Savage Garden. At least you, there's someone in Lincoln listening to you. But anyway, my point is, right, you can be whatever you want, can't you? Do you know what I mean? You, you can, can. Is that a lyric? You can filters on your pictures, you can, you oh, can type whatever is. you want, whatever sounds good, and it's out there, right? So it's, it's that's what happened. So right. I went out there, went, went to meet this chick, and as soon as I fucking pulled down the street, I see it, and I was like, oh. Oh, she didn't God. Look like the pictures, right? And, but I carried it on. I could have turned around. You were I a gentleman. Drove off. You were an absolute gentleman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How long did it take you to travel there? Come on. It's too long to go home, wasn't it? You thought, fuck it. You thought, I'm going to put one in for the team here. You know what I'm saying? I've come all this way. I've come all this way. Right, anyway. (laughs) That's it then. No, but the point being is I think there's two sides to it. I think we've got those of us that are... Well, no, in fact, it's all of us because it's like a... It is a combined movement. It's like... We're projecting ourselves, so everybody, every single, whether it's a, a young girl who's trying to get some kind of affirmation, or whether it's us uh, as young men trying to trying to weave our way into some kind of new, unknown part of our life, we're all kind of projecting images of ourselves, the people who are, because a lot of people are pretty cool and aren't even bothering with social media, let's give them a shout, because it's, you know, they're not bothering with it because they're busy living, because... In the end, that's what we're doing, isn't it? We're just projecting projecting ourselves in there and then we're trying to work out, as you said at the start of this podcast, Harry, about like judgment or calibrating ourselves. But now we're doing it in this weird way where we're looking at a fucking three-line biography and a load of pictures that somebody's doctored themselves for hours and bring through all the processes of, of painting this bigger picture because it's not just that picture, it's this whole Instagram feed. This is, This is, you know... Lucy Brown, and she's this girl here. And then you, you're when you're tuning into that, it's not just oh she's full of shit. We are tuning into it. Like we're we're all. Well, I think for anyone who's put in that much effort of themselves into something like that, it, it becomes an entity. Well, I did in have itself. a good story to tell about this, but I was no, 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 go for it. No, 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 I, no I need, I need, I've, no, I've, no, 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 sorry, no, no, I, 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 I didn't want to interfere. No, you can't like, move do on. that. No, you move can't. On. No, no. Well, well, I'll tell you what, not not. Okay, who's there? I'm not going to tell you. You can't. That's the perfect example. You can't do. No, no sorry it, for interfering. With listen, that story, as, as far as as far as a narrative, a continuous narrative goes, as as much as this seems completely tangential in every area, whichever. <laughs> what happened with the girl, man? No, <laughs> yeah, telling. come on. I'm telling you, it's all Please. linked, though, isn't it? Please. I think this discussion is is showing itself to be like we're we're all kind of trying to make our way through social media and the way we perceive, as you're saying, other people. But I think 
it, we're perceiving ourselves through these other people because we're all trying to work out what the fuck's happening. What, what, why are these people posting pictures of themselves that look a certain way? Or why are people putting quotes or memes or these words, these sentences out and kind of name stamping them as themselves saying, this is what I believe and this is who I am. And then we're reading it and going, fucking hell, that's not, I remember you, I grew up with you at school, and is that, I don't, I, we're confused, because we've got two versions of ourselves now, we've got the above ground, upwards, we see each other in Asda's, and we freeze, and we're fucked, and yeah, we're like, shit, it. Yeah, you dark, see these people aliens. in real life, and it, 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 it's yeah. cold, it's hesitant, it's, it's I don't know you, it's, it's weird, I'm but not then you, speak to you, but then you whip your phone out, and you drop down into, the, and we've all been there, right, you've been in a restaurant, or wherever, or you might have been the person on the end of this, or the person, but someone's gone, hey Joe, and, then you pop up. Well, oh, hey! Well, and you're not. You haven't been here. Like driving sometimes. You totally have. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're you down in this else. other world. And in this other world, you've got all these likes or people or followers or friends. And they're all people that you kind of know out here. Some of them, but there's a lot of them that aren't as well. And you've got a different community. Like it's like when you look up here, and for people listening, I'm, you know, we're in the real world. I'm looking at these people across the table. To then change, and when you dip your head down, you look into that phone. You become you, the ver whatever that version is of you. You're not consciously projecting it, but you're going into it because there's a way you communicate to the other people who aren't quite who, who they are. So you go into that, and then all of a sudden, tea's ready, and you're like, "All oh, right, you know." Totally, so I yeah. put that down. You've, you've, yeah, you've yeah. Somewhere else, you've literally looking in a portal. Yeah, you've you've left where you can access anything you want. But it's exactly, and coming back to what Harry said earlier, coming back hand. from Thailand and going, "Fuck, what's changed here?" I used to speak to people. Now everyone's doing this. Yeah. And while he's recognizing that, we're all thinking, "Oh no, this is normal." And then, oh, soon we're going to be in a fucking, you know, we're going to put a bodysuit on and a head gear and we're going to disappear into the digi fucking virtual reality world but it's happening now when we send text messages to each other right we've we've like gone we've gone down the communication levels to this whole new realm of like there's a whole set of different rules because if i'm in front of you and i say Ari, do you fancy going to the blah 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 concert on saturday i've got two tickets and you say yeah nice one what time seven o'clock wicked if you then change that to text, hey, Harry, I've got tickets for thingy on Saturday. You grab the text, you might pick it up at that moment. You might I'm choose real bad to, for this. You might choose to answer it now, yeah, right? Or you might think, oh, I need to think about that. And then fucking so much has changed just there, mm. hasn't it? Because by the well, time you get around out, to... And it's not real, is it? You're exactly. You're interpreting that in your we, own we way. Well, imagine when you didn't have phones and you would arrange to meet someone. You and you couldn't text there. them, and you well, had to be on time. You had to be there. You had to yeah, honour your well, word. You couldn't just. I remember going back out, and read something, just walking around the city, just looking for people, <laughs> <laughs> fucking being like knowing that you're literally just behind them. Oh no, they were here a few minutes ago. They went that way. All right, sound. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get to the next speak. quest giver with the feather in his head. Have you yeah. seen him? Feather <laughs> <laughs> chest outside this cathedral. <laughs> but but I find that anything encoded, anything in in message, in text you tend to interpret in your own way as opposed to yeah, the way everything, yeah. you interpret if, if you're in a bit your twisted own. yourself someone can say the someone can just text back okay and you're like okay well it, you, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly all of a sudden exactly you need to you know, I, I, feel, I need to hear the voices man ah, I think you're right Joe and I think if you right okay so more than that, you need to see. You, you need to be face to face. You've just had a difficult time, right? Something crazy's just happened. You've you've had a, I don't know. Maybe you've had a near miss in the car, and you're on a, you're in a lay by, and someone nearly just drove into you irresponsibly, whatever. Yeah, and you send a text to 
you try and ring someone, you can't get through, you send a text to someone and, and you go, look, oh, fucking hell, this has just happened, I can't believe it, I'm, I'm on edge. The other person gets it and they're in like, they're just coming out of a shit meeting with like something that's just and gone wrong. And they've got it, you, you've seen that they've seen it. Yeah, and then and then you've got to, you look at this and you're like, you, you're not necessarily in a position where you go, you, you've got the ability to just have the, con, the, the compassion to go, hang on a minute, that person requires like you need something now you you know attention like, yeah or maybe you've had a long day and you feel bad you, you and the missus haven't been vibing and you send her a message but she's just on her way to see her mum and her mum's just had a go at her for blah 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 and she gets the message and it's not the right time to kind of do you know what i mean but when you're in front of somebody you're setting the tone aren't you and the dynamic the physical energy that's mm. that's not but that's also a skill in itself being able to interact nowadays mm. A lot of people freak you out. I, I'm, I can that, be guilty of it. Isn't that and an ailment of, of, the, of the digital If you try thing. to interact with people these days, you can be seen Physically. as a fucking... No. Weird, I panic. I, I sent a chick flowers and... <laughs> fucking hell, that was a bad move. I went to, <laughs> went to a restaurant last night and the guy came <laughs> to take my order. Why were they not just be appreciative? What happened? You watch your rom-coms. That's a romantic gesture. Yeah, but... You know what I mean? Sending a woman flowers... You know, women love flowers. Well, but you having sent a woman flowers and it, and it, it was somehow oh okay you know, turned around. What, back, what's that? Back to the Joker, oh, yeah. So when they depict him with the neighbour, the black girl in the lift, yeah, yeah. yeah? Oh, that was way. bizarre. By this time, if oh, you are still with that. us, we've already done the spoilers. We've already said fuck. Sorry. I'll do a spoiler thing in the intro, so at least you know. So there's, you know, where we are now, it's like there's no old bard. <laughs> but yeah, I know you're talking about the black girl in the lift, and then ding dong. When it's playing out, which I think Todd Phillips does brilliantly directing the Wasn't Joker. Wasn't that all made up? When he initially starts playing it out that he's seeing this girl, I'm kind of like, whoa, a bit knocked back, but I'm thinking, no, it didn't make me. It's only when he actually exposed it to me where I went, oh, yeah. But did that whole thing, that whole thing that was not made up, wasn't it? That turned out not to have materialised. That was a figment of his imagination, I think. But did that spin then not make you think that when he was, I think he was getting his hair done or something like that, and he was to go on the show with Robert De Niro? And he was said that to them, he's like, they're watching the TV, yeah, and he's like, I'm on there tonight or something like that. Mm. And I was thinking, is he? Because, of the, the, you know, the black chick, who was obviously, like, way out of his league. Mm. Yeah, she was nice. Obviously mm. didn't te seem to materialise. So. Yeah, because that's bizarre, isn't it? Because that scene where he's yeah, in he the just, hallway and he's mm -hmm. just sad. Yeah. <laughs> Stood oh, there. Oh, it turns out yeah. she, he was he in his gaff. He, he was in, in, in his head, he's obviously thinking, oh, yeah. You know, she took that well. She likes me, yeah. But in, she's in, giving like, him when you something. look at that situation for what it is, it's like, yeah, that, that was. Well, when you watch him do it, it, it looks dark. When, yeah. when you watch him do but that, again, yeah, this it, is what I mean. Creepy. It's looking past it, it's, that fucking initial void of yeah, screen past of what judgment. You, past so what you so, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's not meaning nothing by it, is he? Let's put yourself in that situation. Let's put yourself in that situation. You're locking you see your neighbour and, and something some you drop your keys or whatever and you out of the inconvenience you not make only a joke neighbor, of, of shooting yourself in the head. He, he does look a bit creepy. And so, you, yeah, there's times when you've when you've bumped into a fucking chick and you've done something daft, didn't they? Like I've looked at a girl and I've been looking and I've ended up walking into a fucking sign or something. Do you know what I mean? And you're like, oh fuck. 
but you carry on. But you didn't. You want. You know. You're not going to fucking kidnap her, yeah. So what do you think, director-wise, Todd Phillips? Do you think? Do you think there's any? Is that relative? In terms of like the darkness of it, is what I'm saying. Is there any? Could can we take anything? Is there anything relative to that? To how we do communicate, as we've just said before, that you know, like the way we're texting each other now and building up these. You might. Okay, so let's say we've got past the fucking the the contrived picture and the bio and we're into a bit of bat and ball in the inbox we're in the inbox now yeah we're so in we've the gone DMs. we've gone from the field area slid like you know where it's into the dms yeah. at this point now we're into the dms right so now you're like right this is dm territory so it'll change now you soften up you stop you know Next part it, of the how, how how does the joker's kind of depiction of him and, the, and that neighbor does, is that saying anything about how we're doing it? Are we are we deluded about what's actually happening with this other person because we're blinded by our own kind of... Were we completely honest in that text? Anybody really fucking knows what's going no, on. I, think, I don't I think, think anybody that, really knows. I, mean, I don't think film, anybody knows what's going on. I that, think everybody's struggling. All that whole film, is. no one... Is empathy the right word? No one empathised with yeah. him. No yeah. one, no one well, thought, that's no what one I'm saying. He was. That's what I said mm. earlier about that shows what what this film measures people's level of the understanding. Yeah, because it's a little bit he's a little bit weird. Because yeah, he's weird. You, know, you see and him on the bus, he's the weirdo. Faces at he's the weirdo that you want to keep away from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, he's just a dude whose whose life is unfolding in a particular way against the all lot. And he's trying to make the best of what he's got. Yeah, he's just trying to. But you say that against all odds, you find out later in the film that he was beaten as a baby Abused. unloved yeah, yeah. 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 This is he, he, his whole existence is is this and kind of really obscure lie he was made this obscure messed up energy of twisted kind of version of, of, he's of just reality a fucking human and he's just been born into that shit fucking knocked cards. around and, and I mean? you know and completely bent out of shape which you know, is something that and I the think... And the, the thing, the main point of the story is if, if people have taken notice of, and dealt with it in a different way, never would have got to that point. And mm. the fact that at the end of it, when he fucking blows De Niro's fucking oh, head off... I love that bit. And then... Oh, and he sat there yeah. twitching his leg and he's looking around <laughs> the studio. That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He did like, the fact that he gets a massive scenes. following, like, he's this weirdo fucking, like... You know, and he's in joking and matey on the TV. And he's like, being exposed and he knows yeah, he is. Yeah. But... He's become really popular because of that. How that's the fact that even though society is operating in the way that it is, the majority of people feel like he does. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and if yeah, you look yeah, at the crackers well. appeared, yeah. it, they're all starting to come out of it. And I think I think that's like a little bit of a subtle fucking hint to community mm. and how we're behaving. Yeah. If you look at and him as a person, he's been dragged together. Mm. He's been real dragged through it, hasn't he? Like through the media and whatnot, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. Well, his brother, his brother River mm. Phoenix. Did you know obviously his real, real surname's Bottom? I heard it on the Dave Berry. Wa- Joaquin Bottom. Joaquin Bottom. Their real, but his mum's name is Phoenix. So they obviously they've used. You can't be a movie star called Joaquin Bottom, can you? Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix Bottom. Joaquin Phoenix. Bottom. Joaquin Bottom. Cool name. Joaquin Bottom. What you been up to at the weekend, yeah. mate? Joaquin Bottom. I heard a story that when he played uh, Johnny <laughs> Cash, Joaquin Bottom. <laughs> what literally Joaquin Bottom? <laughs> yeah, he got an acclaimed he, he got like awards and whatnot for his performance as Johnny Cash in Walk the Line mm-hmm. and like he wasn't really accredited for that because Johnny Cash lost his brother and obviously they were saying that he was able to do such a good job because he lost his brother instead of just solely his acting capability do you know right. what I mean okay. what do you mean? I think he took what, real offence to that who lost his brother Joaquin Phoenix oh right mm-hmm. Johnny Cash says this 
His brother was with him. No, when he, when he, when he, so when he played the part of Johnny Cash, uh, and he, got, and he yeah. got a lot of attention and awards yeah. for that. A lot of critics were saying. But that was a brilliant film, wasn't it? Oh, and I think Absolutely. he sang as well in that. I he think did. He, yeah, he did I think all the singing. Was him. Yeah, yeah, it wow. was. Yeah, incredible. And that really educated me on Johnny Cash as well. Like I've heard a few songs like through mm. the old ma- old man and whatnot, mm. but that educated me that film. Mm. And that was that was the only performance I'd seen of but, him prior listen, to the joke. You say that we're sat you here, Gladiator. We're sat here as four brothers, right? Yeah, you have. I've not seen the Gladiator yes. fully no. with my undivided attention. Right, get but, out! But I know. I know. I swear because. I swear, because if I, I had, could do it, I could, I, I had, could go through the whole movie with you right now. Word no, for no, word. But, but I wouldn't go through it with you, word for word. <laughs> I do all oh, the parts. It's one of them films. The it's one of them films that I really need to sit on my own and watch. But, but I've never hey, done. George, like that's a lovely thing though. Sometimes just to know you've got a classic to sit on. Yeah, it's like it, almost it, you don't want to watch it. Yeah, it's like you want to wait and just save that for a while. This is it. I've waited a long time. And everybody talks so about Gladiator, it, but it's it one now. of them films. But the, uh, <laughs> about, I just want to say too long. Fuck it, you talking can't about watch. talking about classic <laughs> films. Yeah, go on, Jim. I, I think we've all watched Casino. I watched it a long time yeah, ago. I've yeah, seen yeah. it a few times, and uh, I know someone who hadn't watched it, so I felt it was like a responsibility. I needed to show him this film, and it's like a three-hour film. It's a marathon. It's a long film, and at no point was it did I like look at my phone, like check the time. Engaging. Totally, what a film! And and, my, and the guys, his mind was blown. What yeah, a film! It's, uh, I haven't watched that for a while. Oh, great it's, film! It still holds great up. film, still classic, holds classic. It's one of them films that you could watch. Fucking... <laughs> you could watch it two or three times. Oh, you... four or five hundred. Yeah, five. It, it's it's classy. So, what film I enjoyed? But I didn't expect was that Prestige. Oh, with Hugh Jackman and Christian yeah, Bale. Christian magicians. Bale's a yeah. monster, isn't he? He's awesome. What, that was fucking really good. Yeah. Awesome. I think that, I think that, is that, um... Is that the, is that the bird, the magician? The magicians, isn't it? Yeah. And they're trying yeah. to outdo each other all the time. I yeah. think it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is got, it a, Spoiler alert, he's got a twin. Yeah, he's got a double, he's got a double. That's the twist. Yeah. yeah <clears throat> I'm, I'm trying to think that's a, uh, director-wise, that's the guy who did Memento... With um, Guy Pearce, not seen that. I don't think. Yeah, um, I'm yeah, sure it's brilliant a, film. Is, it is Sander, that is Sander that He's got the memory. He's got the memory loss. Short term memory. Re- yeah, and it, so he leaves himself little mm. clues every day, and every day he's got to figure out. Yeah, I think he does. I think he does Memento. I'm sure he does. Mm. Is it, 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 who's in that? Mm. I'm talking to Christian Bale though. I'm not sure if it's out yet. I may have got this from Illegitimate. Okay, another spoiler. May or, may or may not have. Probably, yeah, it's definitely legitimate. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari, Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Right, okay. You heard of it? Yeah. No. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I watched the it's... documentary. There's a Netflix documentary about the actual times and. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. I didn't realise, like, Le Mans, like, how savage that. Is it Le Mans? Yeah. 24 hours. Great. Oh, man. People dying every day. And, and they really and touch on, like, how you every second you need to be there, sort of, like, every second. Mm. Educated me on uh, on Shelby. They yeah. sort of brought him in. They had a sick car, sick engine, but it just drove like shit. Yeah. But to refine dude, it. And there was, was only one dude who could drive yeah. it and had this connection with him. This English dude who, who wasn't given any of the well, credits. That happened in, um, who bent over and got his well. pants put. But the way they depict Lancia. it. Amazing. That happened with, um, what was it, Lancia? I thought that was, I can't remember. Don't, I'm not even going to go into so it. I don't know enough. I've seen it. a couple of interviews where mm. I think Matt Damon. No. Um, uh, Christian Batman 
Christopher Nolan. No, Batman. Christian Bale Batman. Christian Bale Batman. Christian I've seen an interview, I've in, an interview with him and it's ironically talking about like weight loss in, they were doing an interview for the Shelby thing but they were talking to him about weight loss because the Joker thing and Joaquin Phoenix and they were they were because obviously he did the machinist didn't he mm. he lost a lot of weight oh yeah he was like, twisted in that like eight he was eating like I he was eating a, just a can of tuna every day yeah. and just on a treadmill and they, they the, the, the interview was sort of pressing him about weight loss and the whole Joker thing and a mm. couple of other things that have happened where people have lost a lot of weight and, and he, then he got juiced up for Batman, yes, let's be honest. Yeah. You see how juiced he was? It's some crazy he was, kind He of, was big in that. Yeah, so there's, there's a real... Uh, it, Allegedly. Christian Bale's one of those who's really... Intense. Yes, but then he, has, he there is moments where you can kind of get behind the curtain a little bit and he's kind of there's a softness there. But he's definitely... Uh, he's a hidden... I think he's a bit of a national treasure. And he's English. I heard yeah. a lot of people... Yeah, when he went up for an, uh, to collect an award. Did you see that war film he was in where he was a pilot and he gets shot down oh, in Vietnam? Black Hawk Down. No, no, no it's, it's not, not Black Hawk Down. Is it not? I can't remember what it's called. Oh, Rescue Dawn. Rescue, Rescue Dawn. Dawn yes. Rescue Dawn. True story. Yeah, True good. story. That was one of his first major roles, I think. Yeah, he's, he's film. A he, American he's, Psycho was early as well. Yeah. Do you remember that? He's yeah. powerful in that the original I remember watching that I was young when I watched that that mm. fucked me up for a little while <laughs> definitely yeah well it would I mean Def and my relationships you sold that tape <laughs> <up>. <laughs> no he's, he's 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 powerful but that, that no I've not seen that yet I haven't seen that yet The Gentleman that was out Guy Ritchie film I've not seen that yet I've not yet. seen that 1917 have you seen that yet yes I have no, seen no. it I haven't seen that yet what did you think to that it was um, well first off I went to go watch it um, real remote play this real remote place in the woods it's got a real retro theme red velvet seats oh. you have like a little half time break you can yeah. go get your little cups of ice cream the dude calls you sir he's got a little dicky bow on yes <laughs> do, you nice. to, do you get to whip him across no it's nice and everyone's every, just the whole there's a sense of community there it's, it's a weird real wicked little gem of a place yeah sounds... I think I'd shout out Woodall Spa it's yes. uh, Kinema in the Woods I know it in the Woods yeah. uh, but I've, I've probably spot. just ruined that place now <laughs> Hopefully, no. no I tell you what, if that happens, fucking big up the Tudor chat crew. Yeah, you've got a book now online. But I watched yeah. that film there in, in that setting. Mm. And it, it was. Uh, well, you've been there once. It was awesome. Ah, it's a wicked yeah, place. I've only been there once is as it, well. It, that's funny, isn't it? Because uh, you've just. That, that, that pull from the Kinema of the Woods for you yeah. was all about the things we've just talked about that are missing. Yeah, like, traditional. And you can't mention the Kinema in the Woods. Simplicity. Without yeah, simplicity. talking about the dude that pops up out of the stage with the, the piano. Piano. He never turns piano. around, but he waves away and plays with his feet in one hand like a soldier. <laughs> like a bad man. <laughs> bad man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've only been there once. What did you watch? Did you extended it, Jumanji. I think it was it Jumanji, it. Then it, the remake. Mm. Was it, I think the first thing Ricky Gervais where he's in a band and he's going touring what was that oh that was I made it halfway through <laughs> and I was like this is real uncomfortable I think it's yeah, just I David Brent on it. tour David Brent yeah on tour I think I left it actually I can't remember it's David it was ages ago you've got the old Jubilee Park as well haven't you <laughs> hey. little spa Jubilee Park fond memories there as a boy it seemed hey, massive you go back there it's like a fucking puddle yeah it did everything used to seem massive as a child even the playground at school used to seem massive. Oh, we, yeah, we used to uh, we used to go there a lot as kids. We'd go fishing at the end of the day about half four when everyone's getting out of the pool. You'd find rings. If you were lucky, maybe a, maybe a washed up, scrumpled old paper oh, yeah. fiver that you'd dry oh, yeah. out on the way home. 
<laughs> found a £10 <laughs> note in the deep end. Did you really? Uh, did, you? did you have goggles on? Or did you just, was it an instinctual thing? You just see this little thing in the blur and just know you, know you saw the pink. I, I don't think I had goggles on. Because the water, you could open, you could open your eyes in that water. No. I'm telling you, how it was <laughs> when the you're deepest of the deep. Right no, in the bottom corner. Far corner from where you were laid. I found a, I found a folded up ten pound. Well, that pulls that was like my ice Chernobyl cream for now. The day. That pulls like Chernobyl. You can't open uh, your eyes in there now. You won't. That's no. there too later. Was it on the surface or was it? No, it was, it was right on the bottom and the bottom yeah. of the pool. Yeah, just folded. Just, there, just folded up, and I was like, jackpot. It was money. <laughs> Ice cream. And ice it was at the age as well, day. you basically just yeah, won fortune. Yeah, I was fucking no. Yeah, 10 quid. The lottery, gonna do, buy an house and that. Do you know how many Kit yeah, Kats that is? Do you know how many zaps that is? Oh, zaps. I've got a swerve. Yeah, I've got a swerve for the conversation. <clears throat> swerve it. I wanted to ask people in the, in the uh, kind of, in the in the slipstream of this podcast, Tudor Chat Podcast being a new podcast, and a long form conversational kind of interview but not an interview, just chatting, chewing chat, kind of a setup. This Four Brothers thing is um, just basically... Random. Oh, was, I was just yeah, going to say, it was really nice. A chance for nice. us to just get Random. together and just have this a really, catch really up, nice. do you know what I mean? And and not at the obligatory events and, you know, Christmas yeah, and this and that. And, you know, we're all guilty of not making the time when blah, we time. So this is really, it's really lovely. It is nice. Um, and I want to catch up and I want to find out, I want to know what podcasts... Are you boys listening to? And what's chew the what, chat? What's, what's yeah? What's yeah? Well, big shout to the chat crew. Um, but Inside. What, what's t- you know what? What are you on with? Because I've got a couple of that I've found. That have, <laughs> For me, I, mean, I find it. It's uh, it's uh, it's a medley, man. It really depends on my mood. Yeah, which How is beautiful. Day's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so what? You, so what are you on with, Joe? Give us your give us your well, what you're on with at the minute. What's your library looking like? Well, I think every well the majority of people. JRE, it's out there. Yeah, and for me, it's it's just the last few I days. Like that diversity of just all the mad, different shit that's going on with him. Do you know what I mean? It's just. Like, but for a while, I thought it was like there's only a few of us that know about it. And literally in the last two weeks, like I heard someone at work. I work in a place where there's like, like I, there's no way you can know everyone. I heard these people say, "Oh, did you listen to Rogan last night?" And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was my. And then I went in. I delivered to this place. Yeah, like, it was millions. a bowling alley. Bowling alley, sorry. And as I walked in, like I can hear this American voice. It wasn't Joe Rogan. And I was thinking, why are they just why are they just got a voice playing throughout this entire bowling alley? And as I walked out, I could hear Joe. Rogan. I was thinking, fuck, like everyone knows about it. It's in the bowling alley. Oh, oh, they were playing it in the bowling alley. So okay, so he's a staple for you. So what, what else are you? So you're in a good mood if you're vibing on the comedy, or you want to go deep into like maybe some if I'm learning. Feeling, if I'm re- feeling real silly, I'll just uh, I'll put two bears in one cave on. Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura. Yeah, you got Tom Segura. He's real dry. And I feel like a lot of the times he's just totally trolling Bert and he's just got no idea. And Bert's a real silly dude if you've ever watched it or not. If you're feeling real silly and like, oh, dude, stick that on. It's it's pretty stupid, but it's good. Uh-huh. But yeah, if I want to go deep, I mean, the content that Joe Rogan's got out there from... Mm. He has a lot of stand-up comedians on. He has a lot. He has a lot of silly people on, but then he has a lot of serious people. A lot of fucking intellectual. I mean, there's some that I can't listen to because it just goes that deep. But it's like, much. yeah. So what about if you're just, you know, you want something on in the background, something that's got a bit Bilber. of humour? What you got there? Something with a bit of humour. Well, there's a couple of people on the road. Again, the content that's out there. If you find someone on there that you like, the chances are there's what maybe about, two or three what on about there. The church. 
The church, what's happening now? Yeah, Joey Diaz. Joey Diaz, big shout, Joey yeah, Diaz. If, if you Tag Joey Diaz if you're listening to there's this. There's a couple of times where I've had a morning joint and felt guilty and then stuck it. He does a little morning joint thing and all oh my days. It makes you feel so much better about it. It makes you feel glorious. <laughs> it makes you feel glorious. Yeah, but he has it into perspective, man. He puts it into perspective. Joey Diaz's Church of What's Happening Now is a great podcast. Check it out if you haven't. You know, if you do like a bit of blue kind of New York. Soprano. Straight up, yeah, soprano <laughs> comedy. It's great, and he's, you know, he's real. But he does a really good job of doing the kind of, he can take you there, because what a lot of Joey's stuff Uncle, is, he's living such Joey. a colourful night. Uncle yeah, Joey. Uncle Coco, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. There's son number two. Doing? Son number two, what are you there's, doing in here? What are you come to um, tell me? We're playing a, re- a game, and it, um, it's really cool. It's, it's got um, a motorbike in and it's got... Is it Road Rash? No. No? Is it a different one? Yeah. What's it's, it called? It's got, it's got, it's got a motorbike in and there's an old lady in it. Oh. <laughs> she's fat. Is she fat? <laughs> she's a fat. <laughs> fat old lady in it on a motorbike. <laughs> I want to know what game this is. A fat lady on a motorbike. No, she goes. She goes on motorbike to, on a journey, and then she then she goes through some bushes, and she sees a tiger. For the record, the kids have got a Mega Drive Mini with a USB chip with forty games in it, so it's anyone's guess at this moment. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter, we're doing. Okay. Thank you for listening. Okay. Thank you for listening. Go on. <laughs> Thank you for listening. That's son number two, the powerful number two. Just behind number one, always in front of number three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Where we were... Where were we? Fucking hell, it's my job. It's my <laughs> job to keep we? track of this. Where we were? I think Where we were, were, we were we? into podcasts and you were talking about oh, yeah, we um, That's right. Bert Kreischer and, and Tom Segura and them ripping each other. And then we got onto the, the church listening. of what's happening now. Easy listening. The way Joey Diaz combines, he can go deep. And often but, he's he's very biographical, isn't he? He talks a lot of stories. Of of stories the amount of stories he, he has. remembers shit, man. Oh, I can't oh remember God. stuff. Can you remember, like, yeah. oh, that era was 1984? Yeah, yeah. I was fucking yeah. fingering two chicks. Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, day. I had yeah. a blue t shirt on. <laughs> you know, he you know, can remember, can't he? But no, yeah, that's that a guy. great podcast for just kind of like, you know, the loose edge of things, mm. but with some real feeling kind of. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's someone who's living, you know, taking the edge off of it a bit. What other stuff? What about if you want to learn something, Joseph? What are you listening to? Are you listening to like Desert Island Discs or anything like that? Is there anything biographical in that way you listen to? Uh, there's a little uh, there's a little podcast out there called Coffee Break Spanish, actually. I've been trying to learn Spanish, but I've been on uh, the same three episodes for literally about 13 months, but it's consciously there. Who's this? Now then, we've got someone else. We've got number one. Number one. What, what are you doing here, number one? I was fine. Just number two. Why house. don't you come here and say, Thank I you. I want to say my own words. <laughs> I'm very angry. Say that on them. No. Because that was you. I want to say my own words. Some, some number I'm one is the one, angry. the one who said, No, no, no. I want to say my own words. I'm uh, very angry. Go on. So now's your chance to say your own words. Come on. Thank you it. for listening to Chew the Chat podcast. So what, what's up, Dawn? 
I was going to find... Just We're being there. invaded yes, by Generation Millennium. Um, can you see me? Well, listen, this has been fantastic. It's been wonderful. We've had invasions from young people. I think it's our cue. Um, we've probably drank plenty by now and oiled up the, the yep. CBD plenty. Yep. So anybody who's stuck around and made it to this point, we appreciate it. I think... Um, <laughs> if, if there is anybody though, yeah. big love. Yeah, totally. Big love, yeah. you know. That's what we're here for. You know, we did say we we'll put get a, used to it, won't we? We put a disclaimer in at the start. We did say, look, this is probably going to be gobbledygook and nonsense and probably offensive. Um, but it's your choice to be here. Well, this is the first time that what three of us have sat here in front of a mic. Yeah, yeah. You know, just talking. Yeah. Random. Yeah. It's early days, you know. Chew the chats only had a few episodes out. But we wanted to bring this in because I wanted to you know, number one, if we're being truthful, just have an excuse to get together because the life is busy right now. Everybody's got shit to do and we're all, you know, we're all going to die and we never make the time so it's just an excuse to get together. <laughs> On top of that, we get to record it, the other generations will get to listen to it and if there's anybody out there who is listening to this and does take something and thinks, fucking hell, yeah, then I thought I was yeah, the only one mad behind my eyes or whatever, you know, or at least I'm not a thick cunt, whatever it may be. You know, we've we we we're, we're pleased you you're with us, and it's awesome. Um, we're just trying to survive, aren't we? At the end of the day, so thank you, everybody. It's been awesome. Thank um, you for listening to yeah. the chat podcast. We'll link everybody in. We'll be back. We'll do this again. This is a light-hearted um, kick out from Tudor Chat po Podcast with four brothers, just telling it how we are trying to get through it. There you go. Take Peace. care. Look after yourself. Nice one. It, it, it's been pleasure. a pleasure. Thank you, brothers. Thank everybody. Peace. Peace. I want to do my own words. Thank you for listening to Chew the Chat podcast. Thank you for listening to Chew the Cat podcast. Chew the Cat. I want to do my own words. Go on then. Very angry. Oh, good Lord. Well, if you've managed to get to this point, congratulations. Um, that was that was my brothers and myself catching up. Um, it was uh, their first podcast. It was our first time seeing each other all together for a little while, so we were a little bit excited. Uh, lots of brandy and lots of CBD and lots of fun and love and obviously the younger generation jumping in there to... Uh, remind us that we need to get back to life so really enjoyed that we will refine ourselves i think we'll be a bit better at clipping and not talking all all over each other and letting one another finish stories and all of the simple things that um on reflection when we listen to this will make sense um but yeah definitely an enjoyable way to catch up with the brothers and just you know kind of share you know how we're feeling because as I think this podcast kind of, although it was chaos and it didn't seem like it had a theme, there was a little bit of a theme running through it, which kind of felt like through media, through social media, through film, through podcast or whatever, everybody's feeling the pace of life these days. Input, data, you know, communication, you know, whether we were talking about the, the way that we're, you know, dating's going down and selfies and... 
how we respond to text messages as opposed to speaking to people in real life or, you know, the the anxiety that it brings speaking to people in real life this, these days with the way that everything's changing. Yeah, there was a, there was a theme in there um, that I think's worth paying attention to. And it's also a nice kind of uh, offshoot from, from the main podcast. You know, we can sort of let loose a little bit and... Um, there's a there's a bit more going on clearly but looking forward to doing that again with the boys so again thank you very much if you stuck with us and you'll get to know the, the boys harry joseph and george over time and in the tradition of the podcast i'm sure we will touch you know our shared upbringings and we'll talk about you know how how our childhoods and our journeys have affected us and it'll all come come through over time i'm sure and yeah i think we'll We'll have a lot of fun with the Four Brothers podcast. Okay. Thanking sponsors. Obviously, the powerful Go Deep Flotation. If, you ha- if you've if you listened to these podcasts, then you know by now, that little itch that you've got, you think, ooh, it does sound, you know, it sounds good. I ought to pull the trigger. Do it. Go down to Go Deep Flotation. Just Google them now. 11 inches of warm, salty water. 600 kilograms of Epsom salts await you. With the buoyancy, I think twice the Red Sea, something like that. It's beautiful, it's silky. You lift that lid down, hit that lovely LED light off, and that that sonic bliss will will kick in for ten minutes at the beginning. You lay back, let your body sink into the salt water. All of the alleviation of gravity, inflammation on the bones, the joints, the ligaments, and then let your mind drift into wherever it needs to go the housekeeping the first 20 minutes of just thoughts coming in all the things you've dusted under the rug all the things you know you need to do they start to come in you process them and all of a sudden you find the motivation you find the discipline and you'll you'll right those wrongs and then you'll drift in and out of the crazy limbo and just this wondrous thing i mean so many different things can happen in such a simple setting which is just to lay in in the buoyancy of salt water for an hour cut off from the five senses it's fantastic you will feel amazing you will sleep amazing and if you've got any interest in your long-term health and you know trying to keep yourself in good fettle over the long course start floating because the universe is watching and understands that you're putting in the effort and you you go you go meet the universe when you float you'll literally float into the universe it's fantastic go deepflotation.com code chew and you will get 10 percent off and those guys will look after you they are wonderful people we also want to thank our sponsor lincolnshire cryotherapy lab at function first dixon street lincoln in a similar vein it's the same principles you know look after the meat wagon look after the meat machine because this thing is carrying you around and has done for however many years you've you've gotten so far and there's a few left and if you want to get the most out of those ones you've got left this one it's a you know the the outcomes are same you're going to do something physically and mentally for yourself that is fantastic and i cannot do it justice the science the knowledge um google it that's all i'm saying google it spend 10 minutes Google what cryotherapy does, you know, and you will stand in a, well, I can only kind of describe to most people who understand it as like a sunbed, I guess, like a stand-up sunbed, where, but uh, your head comes out the top, you wear a pair of gloves and a pair of croc socks on your feet to protect your extremities, and you do three minutes, uh, and you go down to kind of minus 145, 155 temperature, 
and it basically just shocks your body into your vital organs and then, then spins that blood, reproduces that blood as, as just refined blood. And so when you get out, it sends it back around your body and it kind of kills off all of the weak cells and just reproduces itself. It's fantastic. It's an amazing thing. It is a strange sensation because it's not cold as you understand cold or you've known it before. It is cold. I can't dress it up, but it's three minutes. And half of the job, I think, is the mind over the matter. You know, you stand in there. I took my mother, for instance. Um, she's She'll be 60 this year. Um, she does pole exercise to keep, keep strong. Um, and she, you know, she's got um, her her own demons to deal with psychologically physically you know um as we all have and it did her wonders wonders absolute wonders she said she didn't feel of this planet for a little while she just felt a really light lifted elevation um physically mentally um and when when she climbed out of it i honestly thought oh what have i done in you know dragging my mum down to cryotherapy because i'm always banging on at, at her and pretty much anybody who knows me um people i care about about doing these these couple of treatments because of how beneficial they are for well-being for mind for hormones mood for just betterment of your life you know um and she climbed out and i thought oh shit she doesn't look too chuffed then literally, in no time at all, she's got her clothes on, she stood next to me, we're just waiting for, for the next person to finish, and I, I ask her how she feels. She said, actually, I feel really good now. And then when we went out to the car, 10 minutes later, when we were leaving the centre, I asked her again, and she said, oh, I, I, I can't, I feel like I'd, I, I just feel wonderful, I'd like to lay down, but I feel really energised. Um, and then later that evening, it, on that particular day, I actually did a blog of this, actually, if you go over to the Chew the Chat Instagram uh, account you can find there's a short blog on there of that day um but yeah the, later on that evening it was my, actually my birthday uh and my wife had arranged a kind of a surprise meal family meal and uh, i did i wasn't expecting this of course and my mum was there and it was interesting because uh i asked her how do you feel and she she literally she she was high let's put it like that and my mum's conventional um you know and she was just on a natural endorphin rush she just felt great and that was just her mood never mind the, what what her body would have experienced with all that blood being freshened and zapped back through her veins you know so cryotherapy is uh is something to check out just like the the flotation in in, in line with this podcast you know it might not feel like it's linked at this moment you know as you're scrolling through your instagrams and scrolling through your facebooks and scrolling through your netflix and what we're going to watch and data and input and data and input and relationships and jobs that we don't enjoy and stress and all of these things that uh you know we take for granted that are just having a, a major impact on how we are and how we have any kind of ability to to function to others to you know dictate how um, our positivity finds its way back into the world. So check it out. Dixon Street Function First is the is the club where these facilities are. It's Lincolnshire Cryotherapy. If you use the code word Chew, you will get ten percent off. It's three minutes. And again, I promise anybody who does this, they're going to they're come out with this wacky feeling of like, whoa, God has just blown life into me. Um, it's awesome. Check them out. You can find them at lincolncryolab.co.uk. All right. That is enough from me. 
This has been a waffling one. I feel the effects of yesterday. Uh, this is the following afternoon as I do these intros and outros. I don't drink a lot, um, but I did drink a lot yesterday, but it was fantastic. So thanks again to everybody. Thanks to my brothers, and we can't wait to do the next episode. Um, speaking of next episodes, the next episode after this one is going to be with Jane Martin. A quick synopsis on Jane. She was a high-flying financier. She uh, graduated from the London School of Economics and she worked her way up through various jobs and ended up as a financier over in Hong Kong. She was a international, well, the international portfolio manager for HSBC and she was flying as high as 1% fly um, until one day when she had a vaccine and that vaccine triggered something in Jane that, as you'll find out in the podcast, just spun everything and her whole world upside down. Um, and without going too far into it, today she's a practicing shaman. She has a project called The Heart Shed, where she's using the results of her journey and her... Um, I, I, I will call it trauma, um, but it's a triumph as well um, to help other people. It's going to be a two-parter. I mean, this was a mind-blower, this one. It was um, some trip. Lovely Lady Jane, and she's been to both ends of the spectrum. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to getting that out. So that's going to be the next episode with Jane Martin. So stick around for that. That's going to be really cool. In the meantime, thanks again, everybody. It's crackers. I'm not even going to bang on about the international fan base that's grown, but we're adding Europeans now. We've got French. We've got big figures coming along now in France. You know, and I say big figures in in humble in a humble way. You know, it's only a little podcast, but you know, when you start to see multiples in these different countries, it's it's crazy. And Germany as well. So big shout to you guys. Thank you for joining us in our little club at Chew the Chat. It's wonderful to have you. Um, yeah, keep sharing, keep liking, keep rating, reviewing. You know, if you do like this, take a moment. I know it's a fucking ball ache and you love it in your heart, you love it in your heart, that's great. But if you can jot a sentence down, it really does help with the algorithm uh, and lets other people like you and like me find this thing. Um, yeah, and any anybody, you know, you want to you get in touch with us, you can, you can email chewthechatpodcast at gmail.com if you fancy sharing your story or you've got a friend or somebody you know you think you know would really fit the ethos of this this podcast then let us know jump on there follow us on the socials you can find us everywhere and we're just grateful thank you so much everybody we will see you next time take care of yourselves peace <laughs>